The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. <laughs> hey. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. This is a level 216. Austin 216 says, I just whipped here. And we have a special show for you today. The boys are back in town. We have with us, as always, Nate, a.k.a. Kush Moose. Hello, brother. Did I do it right? Um, you can do a little better. Yeah. You know, you just got to get that uh, mustache going in. A little bit better. And we have our... Returning champion, Corey, a.k.a. Rucker Dude. Hey, I smell what your mama's cooking. Okay, okay. Two out of ten. I am, of course, (laughs) Big L. And we have a great show for you today. Our normal host, Fufu, is playing hooky. Michelle, I think, dropped out of school. Maybe she'll be back next week. But yeah, Corey has been killing it in the gamer score world these days so he wanted to come on and humble brag a little bit we'll get to oh, that I went ham Ooh, you went ham went ham did you go like smithville ham or like honey ham or like what kind of ham uh i'm not up on my deli mates sorry boar's oh, okay. head Ooh, I do like me some boar's head that is a good that is a good lunch beat oh i wasn't sure if they had that in the tennessee area Oh, of course. You have your you have your grocery store brand meats yeah. or your boar's head. Right. We don't we don't get prepackaged, preprocessed meats over here. No blogna? Nah, I don't I don't really do that. Maybe no. a fried bologna like back in the day, but I have not had one of those in a very long time. Speaking of ham, did you play Peppa Pig? <laughs> I turned that on for my daughters to play <laughs> right. for You're, me. Right. And they managed to get, no, no, I have not played it. I've, I've, they have managed themselves to get like two or three achievements. I have not gone back to check on their progress, but they did pretty good. They got me 160 gamer score for so far for September. Can't believe you would employ your children to do such things. Who would ever do that? I did not, unbelievable. you know, tell them they had to, mm-hmm. but normally they don't play games during the week. And I said, hey, look what just <laughs> became available. <laughs> no. And, you know, the, the plan fell into action at that point. Turns right. out they barely played a game as it was. You so. don't tell them they have to, but they might not get dessert if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Shelter. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, as we record this, the big news today was uh, the GoldenEye that's been rumored for months and months. Nintendo 64's illustrious GoldenEye, James Bond game, 007, Nintendo 64 from Rare is coming to Xbox. And everyone was excited for about five minutes. And then we got the news that there's not going to be any online multiplayer. And to make matters worse... Yeah, to make matters worse, Switch has online multiplayer, and Xbox doesn't. 
but we get 4K resolution and smooth frame rates. And achievements. No, we don't. And yes, achievements. That we do get. And if you had Rare Replay digitally, you get GoldenEye digitally for free. But it's also on Game Pass, so that's not really a big yeah. worry either way. It's like two layers of free and no multiplayer. Double free. <laughs> the Venn diagram that has Game Pass people and Rare Replay people, like the middle part has to be 99% yeah. of the same people. Welcome to 2022 when you have to choose between split screen multiplayer and online multiplayer. You can't have both. Uh, Not on a 25-year-old game. <laughs> no, sir. I was trying to explain to my son that we used to have a TV about a fourth of the size of the TV we have now, and that would be split into four, <laughs> mm-hmm. where everyone is on their little corner of the TV. And, and if you, you wanted to win, you always pick this guy named Odd Job. Mm-hmm. I mean... Right. And then you'd stand in a corner so people couldn't screen sheet off you. If you wanted to get face punched. the wall watching their screens. <laughs> yes. Full transparency. No surprises, I'm sure. I've never played this game. You're <laughs> this will be my first exposure. Oh. You're Have gonna be you underwhelmed. Well, Dark. Me and my me and myself and I will be playing it together. Have you played Perfect Dark? I mean, it launched itself on my Xbox at one point. All for, I'm sure, 10 minutes or less. Mm. Launched itself. I mean, I just, yeah. But I, those games just, no, it's they're too old. I can't play those kind of old games for very long. Well, well you ruined my joke. <laughs> you were supposed to I, say yes. Uh, it was completely lost in the perfect dark for me. <laughs> you were supposed to say yes, you played perfect dark. And I was going to say, well, then you've played Goldeneye. Because it's the same thing. But Golden, I had better music and fun guns. It'll be interesting to see what the achievement list looks like and if people will actually play this game. The nostalgia's there. I think I've said repeatedly that N64 games have aged pretty poorly. Graphically. I think the achievement list gameplay. is out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, the achievement list You can tell me out. about it. You can spoil it for me. We've, we've known about it since October oh, of 2021. Oh, Okay, I thought that was like a different f- platform. No, well, you know, it was just, you know, this mysterious list that came out called GoldenEye 007, and only and- two people have unlocked any achievements. Uh, they're both from England, which is where Rare Makes is, sense. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And I think one of them, if not both, are known developers. England, so, huh? Yeah. So it's called GoldenEye? <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> There's an achievement called <clears throat> Unusual Work. Uh-huh. You played as Odd Job in a multiplayer match. Uh, there, there should be one for like That'll doing that for like 24 hours straight. Because, uh, <laughs> Playing as Odd Job will be a 1.00 ratio. There's actually quite a bit of achievements. There's 55. A lot of them are for completing, I guess these are levels on yes. you know difficulties. Mm-hmm. It says any difficulty. Uh, some of them say agent difficulty. Uh, I mean, you play ten multiplayer matches. I don't know. It's a lot of stuff. But if all of this is local co-op, you know it's going to be stupid low ratio. As long as you have you know spare controllers, like mm-hmm. any good mm-hmm. achievement hunter, then uh, it should be fine. Uh, that is to say, three achievements have not been unlocked by these developers. 
Uh, so I guess they couldn't stand the game enough to get a hundred <laughs> kills in, in their multiplayer 100. testing. Uh, yeah, you have to get a hundred kills many? and you have to play each type of multiplayer scenario at least once, which tells me that they did not test the entirety yeah. of this game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. You played a match slappers only on complex licensed kill on your couch. Um, they forgot that they've got the on the couch. Yeah. It's not online. So. So, well, I mean, unless something happens, fun. the list is out there, and you could find it under GoldenEye007, because we don't have a release date, I'm pretty sure. It just, soon, TM. Yeah. Soon. Well. Oh, I forgot, I forgot what all those, um, there were like little modifiers you would get by beating each, you know, certain difficulty on a certain level, and the achievements are Wait, there was a campaign? Tied to those. Of that's course, kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I was wondering. Like, I thought this was a multiplayer <laughs> there was only a game. Campaign. <laughs> I, I love the campaign. A I tried to do everything. He used to speed run the, the campaign. campaign. I'm like, there's a campaign. Yeah, I, I never played it. Of course, there's a campaign. Stop. And I, I that, tried to play the highest difficulty, and I, I don't think I did all of it. Um, in the highest difficulty, but I, I definitely beat that game on various difficulty levels. So you're actually bringing up. All good points because uh, there are achievements for unlocking, you know, X, fast animation, invincibility, all guns, those modifiers like you're talking about. Yes. By yes. completing certain levels on certain difficulty in a certain time or less. So mm-hmm. speed running for a high zone, this is going to come in handy, especially for these achievements. I'm not sure if those were used in multiplayer or if those were just things you could tack on to uh, the campaign. It's It's been... Um, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> or something silly. Hey, or, like 25? Have you ever held yeah. a Nintendo 64 controller? Yes, and it is almost <laughs> certainly Glorious. the worst controller of all times. I don't know really? how to hold it. So imagine, instead of using the right stick to control the camera, using uh, an up, down, left, and right um, s- system with what's, Yeah, I, what's I don't need that nightmare. The C buttons. Yeah, yeah. But we did it happily. I imagine that'll be uh, fixed up for uh, Xbox. Oh. All right, well. I'm sure it'll work perfectly. Perfect. Dark. This leads us to our question of the week. Uh, with the sad announcement of Nintendo 64's GoldenEye 007 coming to Xbox with no online multiplayer, it got us thinking. Yeah, so we did have some multiplayer questions we were... Uh, mulling over so we picked one Uh, i believe chewy came up with this he was asking which games with tacked on multiplayer were the best slash worst and chewy himself quickly answered i actually enjoyed the multiplayer in the assassin's creed games the few legit games i played unfortunately it only really worked when people played it properly and snuck around instead of just running like uh, running around like idiots everywhere. I guess that's every game. Wolfpack wasn't a bad co-op mode too, and I'd imagine the Unity one would have been fun if it had worked. Oh, Chewy. So, I've never had the pleasure of playing Assassin's Creed multiplayer. I know that it's pretty popular in boosting sessions, but I have heard several people say it's fun legit, because it's different from your usual game. you got to sneak around and I guess assassinate people when they're not seeing it coming. 
You guys, it, it's very different. Like it, it's not a typical multiplayer experience. And I just never really, you know, uh, grokked it. Or just, I never really like understood exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Just couldn't get it. Um, so I hated it. I hated every minute of doing that legit. Um, so when I saw that people were going to boost, I was like, oh, maybe I will play the multiplayer on those games. Uh, because I would just get murdered <laughs> and have no idea what was going on. And I could see somebody running at me, but I couldn't kill them because all I could do was slap them. And like, that's great. They're going to kill me. All I can do is slap them. Um, I, I don't have a knife, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so that was very frustrating for me. But the unity, I, I'm, I think I'm in the, in the major, excuse me, minority here. When I say that, I actually enjoyed Unity, because um, I guess I played it late, and the online was a tiny bit buggy, but nowhere near as buggy as The Ascent, for me, uh, which is a really oh, recent gosh. game. Uh, and, Don't and talk Un- to me about this. Yeah. Unity was not bad. You just gave me an answer for this question. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Golly. Um, Chewie the goes on to was say, fun. one of my favorite games recently was playing Aragami with Lego Head, which is like a co-op Tenchu. Full-on co-op Assassin's Creed mode that actually sounds really neat. Come to think of it, tacked-on co-op can often be really unexpectedly good. Look at Portal 2. That's now, I'm going to say right here, I think that's a bad statement. I don't think multiplayer was tacked on for Portal 2. <laughs> no. If anything, I bet the single player was tacked on. What was the multiplayer for Portal 2? Because I never, I don't think I ever played it. Um, it's just puzzles that you had to have two people to do. I mentioned oh. it maybe a month ago. It was a full campaign. I listened to every episode, so I heard that. It, it, it's fine. It's, <laughs> I don't listen to me either. It, basically, yeah, I played this with my wife. It's a full campaign in co-op, but it's different puzzles from the original. So it's just, it's, it's basically what Corey said. Oh, it's, it's a co-op campaign. You need two players to solve it's, the it's puzzles. puzzles. It's puzzles where you need four portals instead of two. Gotcha. Mean, yes, that is correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when I think, so for my answer, when I think of what I think the intent was, was games like Tomb Raider, which had multiplayer. Is anyone playing hmm. multiplayer in the new Tomb Raider? No one ever talks about that, but there were achievements, so we definitely have played it. I know... Bioshock 2 is it. another one that comes to mind mm. where they took they took a campaign and the sequel, they, they just threw in some multiplayer. Um, and the other one that came to mind that I never played, but I've heard a lot about was the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. But I believe that did not have achievements attached to it. Uh, going on to more patron answers. Hawkeye Barry says, Batman Arkham Origins. Wow. One of the very best single-player series of all time. Origins wasn't done by Rocksteady, and the new devs took some risks. One did that, uh, that did not pay off was the multiplayer in Origins. Completely unnecessary, and it does the unforgivable sin, having the server shut down and not even be able to boost them. Well, I think you're not supposed to boost them. Come on. No one boosts multiplayer achievements. They, everyone just plays legit for fun. Uh, I personally have never played Origins, but I've heard that the multiplayer was not good. And that always sucks when the servers go down. Do, do you have any idea of what you did in that multiplayer? Because I know you can't be I two Batmans. do not. Maybe that two-faced it, it Barry should have told me. us. Yeah, maybe. A little Joker. Well, I will look into it as you go next, Corey. Yeah, so 
I really had a, I didn't have a good answer for this. I don't play multiplayer a ton. And if it's in the game and we don't, especially if we don't have to do it, I definitely overlook anything that says multiplayer. Uh, it's just not something that uh, I play. And so I really had a hard time finding an answer. Now, Kush did say the ascent and I will agree. I don't know if that is considered tacked on. I think it was very much part of the plan to have multiplayer, but that is not a good multiplayer game. A very polarizing statement because I've had certain people say that it's very good and they loved it and they didn't have any issues. We had nothing with issues with our group. Uh, it's so much so that one of us, Kronos to be exact, lost his save file uh, and cannot play that game anymore unless he restarts it from the beginning. So yeah, The Ascent is terrible multiplayer uh, in my experience. Uh, we do have some very thoughtful answers that I'm going to read. They're going to take me a while. Uh, Lego Head said he thinks Resident Evil 5 is one of the worst, just awful. That was, that was it. That's all he said. I don't, I think I played Resident Evil 5, but I don't, again, I don't know if it was tacked on. Like, I think you just played the campaign with two people. I don't know how that was bad necessarily. In the vein of Assassin's Creed, Dino Man mentions Watch Dogs, and I did remember that one, and it's kind of similar, if I recall, uh, Assassin's Creed multiplayer, which again, I didn't play a lot of, but you got, in somebody's world and you had to be close to them and you had to hack them. And I think once you started to hack you as the other person were notified and you had to go and find who was hacking you. That one probably is a good scenario for a tactile multiplayer because it definitely didn't need that in the game. And in my opinion, didn't add anything. In fact, it was annoying because I think people could come into your single player game and basically uh, you know, mess with you while, you know, you're trying to play the game. And I don't think you knew about it. I don't, you might've been alerted that somebody came into your game. That would, that would, that's what a good game would do. It would tell you, uh, I can't remember if Watch Dogs does that, but I think you could turn it off. And if you had anything, uh, any prowess to complete the game and not worry about that, uh, you would just turn it off because I don't remember if it had achievements, maybe one, do it once or something. Um, and then fighter chip, said Rogue Warrior was some of the best multiplayer with friends. I don't know a single person besides Chip who's played that game, so I can't tell you what Rogue Warrior multiplayer looks like. Hmm. So Chip went rogue Mm, with that answer, yeah. He very much did. Sure did. But I will say Watch Dogs multiplayer is good. I talked about that a few weeks ago. It was also really good. I enjoyed it. I did not expect to enjoy it. I don't know if really good, but I don't think it's bad. With that said, is it necessary? No. Is it tacked on? Yes. But I liked it. <laughs> I liked going into someone else's uh, campaign, basically, and become one of the NPCs. That's basically what you what happens. That's because it's a cool idea. you're basically becoming a troll. Yeah. You're just <laughs> jumping into a party. It's like you're just jumping into somebody else's Xbox party, which we know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. love to do. <laughs> Never. I wouldn't be a griefer. That's not my style. That's Kent. And watchdogs would tell you that you're being invaded. Okay. It would well, freak me out every time until I found that setting where you could turn that off. Freaked you out? It's, like, it's getting too them. real, man. Somebody's watching me. The yeah. Big brother. So do, did you have Thanks any of your own answers, Corey, or just... Uh, <laughs> just oh, no. Not really. The ascent is yeah. as close of an answer as you're going to get from this exactly. question. Not, not, that's not meant to be a multiplayer game. 
Uh, I think it is. Oh. I don't, I don't think really that it's tacked, tacked on, but it, how, they, oh. they did a bad job at it. It feels like it's tacked on. The multiplayer is it's so that buggy bad. that it feels like it's tacked on. <laughs> it's it's like, very bad. I guess we can get people to play together. All right. I'm glad I asked off. So, Kush, what do you got? <laughs> GT3 optional fan says, I think another type of tacked on multiplayer is where the second player can assist the first player. But it's very much a single player focus. This happens in the blob. SpongeBob SquarePants, Truth or Square, Super Mario Galaxy, among others. Um, it doesn't really add anything to the gameplay, but in fairness for kids' games, I guess this allows for the adult to drive while the kid interacts in a more engaged way than simply watching. Uh, I've also heard it flipped around the other way, where they'll let the kid play, like once they've kind of graduated to being able to, you know, wrangle the controls. Um, they'll switch around so they can play the main character and then they go around as like the flying character to kind of like take out like really nasty things that are coming that way or try to help them keep them alive, that sort of thing. So I haven't really played too many of those. Um, um, Child of Light is one yeah. that I'm thinking of. Ooh, yeah. Sonic. <laughs> you could play his tails and you could kill enemies. You could die as many times as you want and it would not affect Sonic's life. That actually, I mean, if you want to consider that multiplayer, I guess that's tacked yeah, on. And it's kind of, it's, it's kind of cool because it's like drop in, drop out. It's multiple people playing. So, yeah. Um, a Heiser then says Mass Effect 3, which was mentioned just a minute ago, uh, is probably the best needlessly tacked on multiplayer I've seen. There's no reason to justify that series even attempting multiplayer, but darn it. If they didn't pull it off, I was legitimately disappointed to hear it wasn't coming in the Legendary Edition. Uh, Worst one I've played is Bioshock. It's like they tried to make generic FPS multiplayer with a twist and failed every step of the way. It has no redeeming qualities. And uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think you're wrong there. Uh, I agree. Turret boosting is horrible. Who designs a game? They have to turret boost. That's just horrible. Yes, that's Um, exactly. I guess you can play it. Nah. There's only two people doing that, and uh, they ruin every game you try to boost. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, I was trying to think about uh, games with tacked on multiplayer, and recently, somewhat recently, uh, I would have to say Castle Crashers. Now, I love Castle Crashers. A lot. I love beat 'em ups, uh, and I, I really like the style of that game and that developer. But um, their final countdown that they added to the remastered which is surviving until two minutes and 30 seconds in a back off barbarian match. Mm. I, I didn't need to do that. Like, why did you make oh, me do that? Yeah. In this sense, horrible. it's attacked on mode instead of yes. multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did okay. it. You couldn't. I know it was what you're very saying. hard to do as a single person. So, but we did it as four people because it would give four targets for the computer to go after. And, and that one made, person hid. <laughs> and that made it easier for us. Yeah. Well, you couldn't hide because they would just change. It would just randomly go after people. Uh, and sure, then kind of yeah. go after you. Yeah, so that, that one just stunk. And then I think the, the 360 version had uh, a different multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just it was just like one-on-one combat I'm looking or at it like now. That. I had forgotten about that. Because yeah. initially I'm like, wait a minute, you don't want the co-op in this game? But there's an achievement to win like 40 the, arena ranked matches. And that sucks. Yeah, I like the co-op, but I don't like the multiplayer. It still and, has and in the 360. This achievement go head-to-head. still has a four ratio. That's how yeah. bad it is. Well, it's it bad because, uh, and I boosted this by running from room to room because I didn't have my Xboxes in the same room. <laughs> and you basically <laughs> just have to, you have to fight each other. Now, that's really all it is. And, and the hardest difficulty with that is connecting because uh, it, would, it would, every now and then it would be kind of crappy and it would drop out or whatever. But 
Uh, yeah, just doing that 40 times just really stunk, but it wasn't so bad just you know, double boxing. Uh, and then thinking about like in. good, good tactile multiplayer, um, there was a game on the Nintendo 64. Oh, dear. Uh, Monster Truck Madness, Nintendo 64. Um, I think the game was mostly racing. Like, that was the intention, so you're supposed to be racing. But we, in college and after college, uh, would play King of the Hill. And the best part of the King of the Hill is that you could assign different horns, and there was, like, the burp and the fart. And we just thought that was hilarious. And <laughs> even, in, even in college, we are just sitting there laughing how stupid these uh, fake fart noises and fake burp noises were. As as you jump in and knock some guy off the king of the hill, uh, we just love that. And then I also remember playing, um, what was that? It was uh, Kung Fu Chaos on the original Xbox. It was uh, basically just a party game uh, with a whole bunch of different um, like Kung Fu guys, and that was really fun. There was like a, there was a earlier kind of Mario Party like break the ice level if I remember, and um, I really enjoyed that game. Just as a party game, like as a single player game, it was horrible. Um, <laughs> just trying to do party by yourself. I don't even know if that worked, but uh, we would just play it. Uh, we'd have, get people together after movies, go out see a movie, we'd come back, we'd play a little bit of uh, uh, Kung Fu Chaos, not Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> and I guess that was kind of like the main point of the game, so that's not really tacked on, but whatever. I'm just blabbing. All right. Well, thank you for the question, Chewy. Hopefully, you don't have any tacked on multiplayer in the future. Games like Grand Theft Auto, no one plays that multiplayer. Jeez. Yeah, hopefully, uh, mo- moving out does not feel tacked on. Hey, that's not tacked on. <laughs> Calling it now. It's genius. Quality mode. Co-op is never tacked on. It's always necessary and always helps a game, unless it's the Ascent. All right. We are up to the game's showcase. Corey... Have you played any games in the last month or so? Oh boy, uh, just in this is to half a month. I can tell you about half a month. I played uh, 130, 130. No, no joke, 130 games I've played. 110 of them I've completed. Mm-hmm. And I remember any of them? As of the time I'm speaking, I'm rounding up, and I have 169,000 gamer score for the month of September. Wow, that's nice. almost two foofs. I, I'm glad you said that because. Uh, I started out and I just said, I'm going to go ham on some gamer score. I've been sitting on a lot of easy stuff that I've access to um, and I'm just going to do it. And a couple of things came up and made this come to fruition. One, there's not a terrible amount of new things uh, that were at least known to come out in September. So the the new shinies uh, with the distraction would be lower. Um it's starting to get hard. <laughs> I want to play some of these new games. Um, so there's that. P-Tart's birthday challenge is always the first week of September, and it's a gamer score challenge. And I said, okay, I if I'm going to go for gamer score, I can go for that. So the first week, at least during the contest, I will prioritize the quickest games. Um, and I use TA's, thankfully, new feature on their time estimates. They do have zero to half an hour, and then half an hour to one hour. And so I, I got my big spreadsheet. I checked everything I had access to and I started to organize it by estimated completion time. I didn't go super deep into it. And, and you know, this is a five minute one. This is a 10 minute one. I didn't do that. Um, but I categorized, categorized it by that. 
Mm-hmm. And as I started, like the first day of September, I got 50,000 plus TA. That was, that was a huge day. Um, as I was starting my ascent, I will say, uh, like people like were like messaging me and going, Hey, you're going crazy. And you know, you should do this. And I, I kind of got ideas. And, uh, the, later on, a little bit later on, after I hit like the million mark, cause I did pass that spoiler. Uh, somebody said you should hit Foof's score in a month. That would just be funny. And so <laughs> I looked and he's like at like 200 and, I don't know, 15-ish thousand total gamer score. So now, sitting at 169,000, my, my, my last goal, I think, is going to be to try to beat Foof's lifetime gamer score <laughs> within a month. <laughs> um, I just think it'd be funny. It's not only funny, but it's very possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I, I have depleted the quickest of quicks. Uh, but I still have a I still have a lot on the table left, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm starting to slow down because of the games that are left. And I, just yesterday, I booted up two games, and like I wasn't jiving with them, and I just turned them off. So I'm like, I got I got to put my focus back onto it. But yeah, it's very doable. Another, and it's kind of funny because like almost the whole panel, you know, the OG panel is kind of involved because your name came up, L. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "L's close to a million. You got to beat him. That would be hilarious because it looks like he's on a push." And I think it turns out you were just on an RTDL push, and you had easy stuff there. Mm-hmm. But you're close. You're close. And you've you've you know probably been ahead of me this whole time mm-hmm. until this month, and just shot up. Uh, which kind of brings me to the uh, point in in relation to Petard's com- competition contest and, and other contests. Gamer score competitions are kind of dead. Like this is ridiculous the amount of score I've been able to put up with almost zero effort, um, other than a little bit of time, not even that much time to be honest. Uh, I've scored a massive amount of points. Um, Irish Warrior, shout outs to him. He was kind of always in second place in this competition. He signed up as well. And he ended up messaging me and I I hadn't had any contact to him beforehand. And he was like, uh, I'm kind of giving up. There's like a day left. He's like, uh, congrats. You know, I wasn't going for the win, but I, I just kind of like, to, you know, to push myself and to see how far we can go. And he was kind of always on my tail a little bit, but I, I had a good padding at all times just about. Uh, but that dude, he is sitting at like uh, uh, one point at, at this point, 1.8 million gamer score. And he still scored over 100,000 uh, in the in the first week. And so, I mean that's a lot when he has a million gamer score more than me initially. And so uh, just shout outs to him. And uh, it just proves, I mean, there's always been time and money aligned with gamer score, but the skill part is gone. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're playing against anybody with gamer score, unless you're starting off uh, with nothing and you're trying to race, which kind of seems silly at that point, Gamers score comp- based competitions are kind of dead in the water. Um, I think that's where this better completions matter and ratio is just that's that's the point that's going forward. Forward, you know, TAD uh, for G test that that makes sense at this point. It's crazy the amount of gamers where you can get in very little time and no effort or skill involved in some of these. 
And without a site like True Achievements or, you know, Gamertag Nation or whatever, there's no way to, like, eliminate those by saying anything below a certain ratio doesn't count. You know, you'd be like, anything below 1-2, like, does not count for this competition. And then even if you do have that competition, you have to have the ability to drop those out of the, you know, the stats. You have to be able to filter them out and say, oh, well, we don't count that gamer score. We can't just look at your gamer score and do a, you know, one subtraction. Uh, we have to figure out what, what you know, goes. But yeah, like <laughs> true gamer score, just going, you know, solely off gamer scores is kind of silly. Yeah, I'm looking, um, mm. uh, and, and of course, without sites, some of these wouldn't be possible. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to now, figure out on a, a visual novel in five minutes, but with a TA and a guide, a video next to it, so uh, I'll do it. So outside of uh, P-Tart's competition where there was a prize mm-hmm. at stake, are you right. saying you had no F word whatsoever doing this? Like, was this dreadful for you? It was not dreadful. The fun in this came in the planning mm-hmm. and the execution of said plan. I had, a, like I said, I had a spreadsheet. I had all the games, all the URLs, all the, like, the base time completions and uh, then I had to call him if I had it installed and, you know, what account it may mm-hmm. have been on. And so as I was going through, I was just making that uh, road green and then, uh, you know, hiding it. And that list got shorter and shorter and shorter. And, like, that's, I think, where the fun mostly came from. There is um, fun, there is some sort of fun when you just kind of you start flooding the gamer score. I remember when we had our youngs versus olds uh, <laughs> competition, if you, you know, air quotes. And uh, I got back from work. I think it was a work trip. I got back and it was, we only had like a few days left. I was just trying to slam out as much cheap and easy gamer score as I could. And that was fun um, for about 10 games. Uh, <laughs> and then it got old real quick. Right. And, and I will say that I, I did not go like super duper ham. I, I could have went, I could have, well, I could have went harder, but like I still went to bed at my normal time. I didn't stay up to do that on the first Friday. I think was the third. Um, you, you can you can just check my chart. My time or my TA goes down Friday, Saturday, Sunday because I typically have less time to play on the weekends than I do the weekdays. It's it's weird. Um, but like Friday, we start. This is kind of an irony thing. I'm playing like average of games that take seven minutes to complete or less, and uh, we started our group started Diablo 2. It's a thousand hour completion. Not that we're planning on hitting that completion, but it, it's a long game. And then um, like the Thursday night crew, uh, actually, no, you, you guys met on Friday and you played Among Us. And so after that, I didn't Ooh. even go back to playing Easy Gamer Score. I joined in on Among Us. And so you guys talked about that last week. And so it's like, I didn't go super hard and spend all my time doing this. Um, and I was still able to get 170,000 Gamer Score in pretty much eight days um, in a super easy breezy way. It's insane. Was there and, any, okay, sorry, keep going. And I was just going to say, and that's like, I, I've done a lot of easy stuff before this too. I couldn't this, imagine. You're going to ask what I'm going to ask. Let's find out. Go ahead. Well, we may, we may, who knows? Uh, was there any one or two games that stuck out? Like, Oh, I kind <laughs> of enjoyed that. No, that's where you come into play, Koosh. Uh, Tony and Clyde's not that bad. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, it's horrible. It's so bad. Um, Ooh, but for real, uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through now. Um, no. 
I played some really terrible games that mm. went on for too long. Uh, but I'm just looking like the way I had to play some of these. Um, no, there's just not anything that sticks out as good. Good. I was going <laughs> to come yeah. if there's any with a time estimate of half hour or an hour that you had trouble completing. Uh, it, I didn't have a ton of trouble, um, but there's a game that you played, L, that I, I did as well. Mm. My mate, my mate. Okay, yeah. I don't know how you say it. There's a At one level. There, there's a there's there's two levels. Oh. One is like worse, and mm-hmm. it's near the end of what you have mm-hmm. to do. And I was looking at your timestamps, and I think you got it before I did. But it was so annoying. It it's a platformer game. It's like really quick level. You know, yeah. it's you just jump and get somewhere, and then you got to get back. And if you if you hit something, you like you have to start all the way back over. And uh, there, there was a, a level or two in there that uh, was really not fun. If you look at the uh, ratios, there's just yeah. one level that people actually skip, and it's got. Um, yeah, I think it's level four, twenty-two. I forget exactly. Honestly, it took me like maybe ten minutes, where the other ones took me mm-hmm. like five. I'm Ex- pretty yeah. decent at platformers. I did have to watch the video to see what to do, but. Once I figured out, like I started that video and I'm like, oh, they're just beating the levels. There's no tricks. There's no cheat codes. Yeah. I just turned it off and I just did it. And I think I did have to turn the video on. It's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Because you, like, you're hitting the ceiling and you're just going to fall. And uh, there's very, there's like one level with really tight timing. It's just the, the but, but other than that, yeah. 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 And I, yeah. I ended up doing it um, twice. The ratios on that yeah, game I'm keep changing like crazy because I have it on my RTDL and I have to keep switching them around. Like they keep moving. I'm shocked. I, maybe it's because also yep. this month, uh, the targets, um, I don't know if you know, but the targets, there's one for completing title updates or DLCs. Mm. So I think people, oh, my mate yeah. is probably yep. known as an easy one. Yeah. So I, I've just scrolled through my list and yeah, there is absolutely none that uh, were <laughs> anywhere near hard. Now there are a couple that right. did that uh, did stick out is possibly being good, but their achievements actually make them not great games. That's uh, one that Devin brought up last week, Peepaw's Farm, <laughs> and oh, another one by the same people called Zoffice. Oh. And they actually seem like they would be humorous games, and you know you could probably get through them in, in a very relaxed 30 minutes, but they have achievements for completing them in like five minutes or less. And it's not hard to do. You just follow the video, and you're doing everything, and you still do it in five minutes or less. Uh, even Bills, who I watched mostly his videos on Zoffice, he was like, you should play this too again and like read the dialogue. It's pretty funny. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that because I'm <laughs> done with the game. But I, I kind of wish I did, you know? Yeah, you probably thought I was on a Gamerscore kick because I did both stacks of my mate back to back. So that's 8,000 Gamerscore right there. Yep. <laughs> Which just goes to show you exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but, it's, but there's it's crazy. But there are there is that audience still that buys all these games still. So, uh, yeah, and they're, I they're and still there. If you one look. of the one of the versions of you know kind of games that I didn't realize were as abundant as they are, are games where you are just pressing up, down, left, right, oh mm. and oh man, those are like some of the worst guides to follow. And I've gone through like a handful of those games. What was that one? Colorful um, color, like energy, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, energy uh, cycle. Energy color, cycle. Colorful, yep. did that colorful one. color. Uh, but I think for one of the versions, or maybe both, you could just exit out the level and the achievement pops. But I don't think that exists anymore. 
Um, I just use the. I think you, I think you have to play it. If you if you if that's not true, <clears throat> I think I did it the wrong way. <laughs> but uh, the, w- the Windows version, uh, cool. there is there oh. there's an auto hotkey script oh. somebody put out there, so you don't like even you. have to play it. Yeah, uh, it's it's Too it's fun. great. And like, I got Castle of No Escape two done. I had two thousand gamer score left in it. I literally pressed A five times to enter a quote unquote ritual passcode, basically, and it popped all two thousand gamer score. It was ridiculous. <laughs> instant instant gamer score um but yeah it, it's been a crazy half a month uh i'm still gonna push like i said i'm not doing anything super crazy even the past five days have been less than five thousand ta each um and uh, that was partly because it was the weekend and i was out of town i played flynn on xbox cloud uh because it was leaving game pass so uh, I, I'm gonna try to hit the foof, the well, yeah, the single foof in a month, uh, I mean, like the true foof, right? True foof. <laughs> uh, and so we'll see. You and if I don't, I, I don't care. I, I do have lots of time. And you, actually, you got like Flasco Man this was a, with random updates every day, and there's always something. yeah. They just had two today, two thousand. I, I don't, I don't think I have a problem. My spreadsheet that I have, uh, which does not have everything, it I think surpasses or hits right at what I need to hit. So. I could do it. It will just come down to time. Um, ultimately, I didn't know it was a thing, but last week uh, I got number one on the whole site for the week, like the 36th week of the year for gamer score and true achievement. And oh yeah, I called you out for that. Okay, I haven't made it that far in the podcast. Yeah, you got like um, 160 gamer score and 161,000 TA. <laughs> so let's say let's say in two days. Fufu edits this podcast and he hears what you're doing <laughs> and he steps on the gas. It's not going to happen, but let's say he does. <laughs> let's say he starts popping some of those super easy achievement games and he just goes ham. What are you going to do? Uh, his score is locked in. Uh, <laughs> okay. It, it's locked in. <laughs> you so, changed his password. <laughs> I mean, if, if he, if he really wants to, I, I, I cannot see him doing that. Um, I would welcome it. But let's be real. He's not going to do that. His yeah. current, his current lifetime. Uh, oh gosh, it's not even going to tell me. Uh, it, it, oh, it's just on his page. His current lifetime gamer score is two hundred fourteen thousand and some change. That that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, and yeah, uh, that that'll be that. Um, what was I going to say? There was one. He's only played four games this month. Okay, <laughs> and one of them was Halo. Um, Oh, I think I was going to end on something. I can't remember. Mm, it's right there. Anyways, uh, it's a great, yeah, it's crazy time. Um, but uh, it's been fun. Like I said, the execution of said plan has been the the most fun, but I definitely will not surpass this. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say. Uh, kind of to my point earlier, have gamer scores dead. I was looking at that same leaderboard where I got first place for the whole week on uh, TA and gamer score. The next week, uh, which was week 37, I got third place. When I left for out of town on the weekend, I was first place. Not something I was aiming for, but I just noticed it. Somebody beat me and got a hundred, actually two people beat wow. me. One person got 121,000 gamer score. Their lifetime score is 146,000. So that's an alt. And they just had a ham weekend. I don't know why you would do that. His gamer picture says bad decisions. That was a bad decision on his part, in my opinion, unless he won a free game like i did so yeah it, it can be done and if you're battling in gamer score i don't 
you got time, you got money, but the lack of skill eliminates any competition in my in my mind. Yeah, it's hard because then you switch to ratio, and then people say, "Well, things are inflated by Game Pass," and and people preload, and yeah, I mean, no matter what, make fun of it, make make fun of whatever competition you're doing of that. Like, if that's what you want to do, that then sure, just I mean, just know that going in and have all participants and and whatnot uh, be ready for it. But yeah, uh, that's probably enough of that. Um, unless you guys have any more questions, I'll I'll talk quickly about a real game. Go for it. Okay, so right before um, September, at the very end of August, I played Pac-Man World Repack. This is the remastered version of an old Pac-Man game, apparently, that I've never played. And it was actually really fun. It's like a, th- it's a 2D slash 3D Pac-Man game uh, where you are going left to right in a level and uh, there are enemies that you can... Sometimes you jump on top of, sometimes you can't. And sometimes you have to eat dots and turn really big, and then you can eat the enemies, just like classic Pac-Man. And once you beat, I don't know, three or four levels of a certain hub, then you play, uh, play a boss battle, and you, you know, move the story along. Because uh, the, the gist of the story is your family's been kidnapped and you're rescuing, you know, each one of them. And I really like this game. Um, I, I tend to like these offshoot Pac-Man games more than I like Pac-Man. Um, this one was really fun. Uh, it's kind of one of those genre twisting games, especially on the boss levels. Each one is kind of a different genre. Uh, I can recall a shoot 'em up one. Uh, there's one that's like, you know, a circular arena, kind of the old Mario 64 Bowser style battle. Uh, there's another one where um, the conveyor belts are moving, so you have to do timing. Uh, just all different kinds of stuff. And it was fun throughout the whole thing. It's not incredibly long to get through. I spent seven hours, according to TA, that's probably right, to get through the story. Um, and the only thing that's going to complete or stop me from completing this game is actually classic Pac-Man because you have to get through round nine of original Pac-Man. And I'm not good at Pac-Man, but... I am okay at platformers and they've turned Pac-Man into a platformer. And so all of that to say, this was a pretty cool game. It's kind of pricey. It's 30 bucks. I think I would definitely wait for a sale. Um, and may- maybe they'll put it in game pass. I'm kind of shocked that it's not there with, you know, the Pac-Man museum, but this was a really fun game. Uh, not playing the original. I had a blast playing this from start to finish. I had one final question. Um, and that was, when you're completely done with this binge, mm-hmm. is there a particular game you're looking at just sitting down and relaxing with? Like, is there anything that you're looking forward to and that's the first thing you're going to jump into and just kind of spend a little bit more than half an hour with? That's funny that you say that because I kind of thought about this the other day. And the this game always comes up and this just showcases my, sh- oh, new shiny distraction <laughs> that uh, I still haven't played it. But like the Sexy Brutale has been on my Xbox for a long, long time. <laughs> And I've said I'm going to play it for a long, long time. And uh, I'll say I'll play that one kind of, you know, as the official first. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Game Pass games are leaving next, next week. Yep. Um, but uh, I kind of want to play that. Uh, that said, there are some big games coming out the rest of this year. So we'll see. We'll see. Waka, 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 waka. Yes. Pac-Man noise. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't have a bow tie in your hair anymore. Not anymore. Get sued. Speaking of getting sued, Nate, 
Why, thank you. Um, what have I been doing? Well, I finished off Flynn, Son of Crimson, and yes, I did turn on the accessibility stuff uh, because I had a lot of stuff I wanted to get through this month, and it's just been difficult. Um, that was actually really fun. Um, I wish I had not uh, put on invincibility and had just gone through uh, maybe with you know a little bit, just put on like really low difficulty or whatever. Uh, because the platforming in that was kind of interesting. Um, the twisted, you know, side paths was were kind of interesting, and I, I kind of had fun with that game. I wish I wish there was more meat to it, but it was it was fine. It's over, and you know, moving on to other things. Uh, what also took my time this uh, past week or whatever is trying to play some review games that we got. Um, played Onsen Master, which is uh, an overcooked type game uh, where you are running a spa. And you basically just have to put um, ingredients into a bath, <laughs> and and uh, so far, <laughs> and so far, it's like one ingredient per bath. So it's not super complicated like Overcooked can get, where you have to put multiple things together and then serve it. Um, you basically just have a customer come to the door, and there could be multiple doors, uh, and they'll just have like a little icon over their head saying they want this kind of bath water. So you go and you <laughs> grab the little whatever it's ginger root or whatever. I was calling it pistachio and lychee. Uh, so you're just going grabbing the fruit. You then have to take it to a table somewhere on the level or on the screen and grind it up by spinning the right control stick. That only takes like two seconds. And then you grab that and you throw it into a tub. You can then have to go grab the customers and drag them over to the, the tub. If, if you, there are two customers that have, to, that have the same interest, you can drag both of them by holding left trigger and right trigger. Uh, if there's only one person, you can go fast by picking them up off the ground, kicking them over your head, and then throwing them in the dub. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and I got to the second world, um, so six levels in, and um, it was starting to change a little bit. The second world had a different layout. Uh, there were, at the end of the first world, there was kind of a boss character that you had to be, uh, you had to take care of, <laughs> I don't want to say that, you had to um, prepare his bath three times. And uh, going he, would, he would charge fella. into you <laughs> and he would charge into you. Um, but it didn't really seem to be a big deal. And you could actually stand near a bath, have him charge near you, move out of the way, and then just put him in that bath. Like it was a really easy way of getting him from the other side of the level. Um, it's and the I, strangest way to sell a game. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really weird. Um, but uh, if you like Overcooked, um, this I wouldn't say this is as polished as Overcooked, but it was similar enough. And it was not bad. Now, I played by myself. It does have two-player local, I believe. Um, and so, you know. If and you they're, not, they're not baths. They're hot springs. Sorry, they're hot springs. Well, but they're, they're not really hot springs. It like says it's a hot spring customer management It's game. a hot spring that you've put into a tub. That's what I call a bath. You okay. put water in a tub, that's a bath. I don't care where that water comes from. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't call it, you know, city water spring. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't hot, call that. I call it bath. Water. So, uh, so yeah, so there's that game. So if you're into Overcooked and you want, you want some more of that while you're waiting, go check that out. I also played a game called Rick Henderson. This is from East Asia Soft. And um, East Asia Soft, Yay. if you have been looking at what they put out, uh, they put out a lot of shmups. And this is uh, a good-looking shmup. It's a left to right. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not super difficult. It kind of loops. It will eventually loop if you keep playing. Um, and you just kind of go through each level. Each level ends with a boss. It seems to be the same boss each time. 
as you're progressing. Um, there are ribbons that you pick up, and they're random. And you need to get, I think, six different colors. But the, when you only have, like, let's say, the red ribbon left to get, the next ribbon you get could be one you already have. And it's not like it defaults to whatever's left. So you could get a purple ribbon, and that just contributes to your score. Uh, at the end of each boss fight, the boss explodes like a pinata, and a whole bunch of different color ribbons fly out, but you can't get them all. You kind of have to position yourself uh, kind of off to the side and try to grab as many as you can. You'll maybe get two or three. Uh, they'll also drop uh, gems that you can get. There's an achievement for getting the gems and getting enough ribbons to level up, I think, like six or seven times, something like that. Um and then you'll get your pick of um, kind of a, a randomized power-up. Something like, oh, your bullets will do more damage or your electrical weapon will do more damage. Um, and what I found that worked really well, I had one run where I had like two different drones. One drone would shoot bullets and one drone would shoot missiles. And that was like the best setup. And I never saw that again because it's all randomized. Uh, every now and then you'll kill a ship in the middle of a level that'll drop a different gun and it'll replace one of your default guns. Uh, you have a bullet, a, a laser, or electrical, and you also have a, a rocket. Um, so it's a, it's a fun little game. I'm about, I don't want to say I'm like three quarters of the way through the achievements, uh, but the last couple of achievements will require you to play it a bit. You have to get kind of good at the game to loop around one time and then to stay alive long enough to you know, go from like a private all the way up to, I don't know, what general or something like that. Um, so that is going to take you, I think, six uh, times collecting the ribbons without completely dying. That was a fun little game. I'm going to play that more. I, I really enjoy that one. Uh, and then the final game I'm going to talk about super briefly, uh, River City Girls Zero. Now, I love River City Girls. Um, I played the stack. I beat the PC version, I think, of River City Girls. And I kind of left the Xbox version because I already owned it uh, when it was on Game Pass and it was leaving. And I really enjoy that game. And I'm very excited for River City Girls 2 which is going to be coming out this year, I believe. River City's Girl, uh, excuse me, River City Girls Zero is not the next game in the series. It doesn't slot in between one and two. It actually comes before River City Girls um, because that game uh, never came stateside. And that's what this release is. It is a re-release of that game to the U.S. with, I think, um, cutscenes. Like, so, you know, brand new cutscenes. Just animated versions of what was there before, I guess. And it the cutscenes um, are play a lot like the stuff from River City Girls, so it looks pretty good. Um, and the music's there, but then when you get into the game, it is way old school. It's cheap. the <laughs> The fighting is really cheap. Uh, you have to like jump kick. I, I just found myself jump kicking enemies because otherwise, uh, I would I try to punch and kick them, and they would just they'd get a punch or kick in when it didn't seem like they should. And I found that the best thing to do is just jump kick them and then stand over top of them and punch them or stomp them and then just be kind of cheap in trying to fight off all these guys. Uh, I then discovered that there is a password system for this game. And there is a, a code list out there that, that tells you how to get to whatever level you want immediately. So you can enter a code, go to that level, you can kill the boss that's there, do whatever, and then get all the achievements. No one has really laid out a roadmap for how to do that, like which level corresponds to which achievement. Uh, so I'm kind of just going through and just playing the game, not really using the cheat system or the, the code select system. Um, 
Uh, I do like the game series, so I am probably going to play it all the way through, even though I'm just you know killing stuff cheaply. I think the game's going to take about uh, three hours, maybe, just playing you know regular, not not cheating. Uh, if you were just skipping to the levels that you needed to, it'd probably be uh, a little bit faster, maybe shave off an hour or so. But uh, yeah, so that's what I've been playing this past week. And for me, I think Rick Henderson was probably the best of the bunch. Well, this River City Girls is a 28-year-old game. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and, that's nuts. Yeah, it, yeah. It makes sense, because that's how you used to play Double Dragon. You'd kind of just do the cheap jump kick, and you know, so that way you try not to get played a shoot 'em up mm-hmm. that looks pretty good, mm-hmm. a Hot Springs bathwater management game, and a old-school beat-em-up. Oh, so, yeah. yeah I, I, think, I think you picked the right one. <laughs> yeah, out of those, I, I had the most fun with Rick Henderson. Uh, and I did finish off Tiny Kin. I finally went back, uh, got everything I needed to find there, and that was that was a really great game. I had a fun time playing that. Uh, I'm just going to try to finish up Plague Tale before next week. That's a tall well, order. Yeah. Man, you know, Isn't you it play technically anything? the 15th? And like, yeah, like two days. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play a little bit when we're done here, and uh, maybe we'll see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> it could be tough. These Game Pass late announcements. Yeah. Yeah. You've been playing a lot of stuff there, Nate. Yeah, it's been busy. That's why it's really been hard to get time in to finish Plague Tale, especially when the game keeps crashing on my PC. I had to replay the fourth chapter again because my save that was right at the end of the fourth chapter, right, but right before the fifth chapter, failed to load like four times. And I was like, crap. So I just started over from the fourth. It does have chapter select. I had to play, I had to play the whole fourth all the way to the fifth. And then I saved. And that's just what I'm going to do is just do a chapter at a time just so, so I don't waste time. And wow. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you have Rick Henderson and On Sin Master gameplay on YouTube, right? Yes. So I streamed those. Um, I tend to do kind of later streams, like 11 p.m. or whatever, when I do get on. And I just, it's not always, well, it's never standard. I just get on when I can. And uh, then we push those over to YouTube. So if you really want to check them out, uh, you can check them out there. I didn't stream River City Girls, but I might. And if I do, it'll, you know, if you catch the notice in Discord, you can jump in and say hey, and then otherwise we'll push it out to uh, the YouTube after. Cool. I've been playing mostly the same stuff I have been playing. Uh, We're into our second playthrough of As Dusk Falls. I know we've talked about this as our new moving out, but... uh, (laughs) I, we're still enjoying this game, and we're doing uh, a blind second run, not looking at the achievements yet, and we're just making different choices. This is all spoiler-free talk, and I don't know. We're just you just have to remember what you said the first time, so you can see it the second time. See different choices, and you will see different things happen in in the story. And it tells you right on the screen. It says it is a critical moment, and you just have to kind of remember what happened. Now, Corey's been part of our group, and Nate has his own group. Was there something you wanted to discuss about this, Nate? Yeah, I had a question, because we just finished on Monday. We just finished our first playthrough, got to our first ending. Uh, And I was just wondering, we we were talking amongst ourselves about how we want to progress. Because it took us about three weeks of playing, one, one night a week to get to that point. And we really pushed it late once or twice. Um, so it's going to be difficult to, to kind of commit to that 
for another three, you know, another playthrough and a playthrough after that. I mean, that's, that's a lot of time. So I was just wondering from your replayability, like what do you recommend? Um, I guess for the number one, for the person who uh, enjoys the story, are the changes significantly different? It's not like a telltale walking dead where you're still going to kind of end up at the same choke point um, with the way the decisions are made. Um, or would you recommend just kind of going through, like how would you recommend going about getting that as an achievement hunter, but also someone who wants to have a little bit of fun? Well, I would recommend doing it at least one more playthrough with the same group and picking different choices. And you'll know right away that you'll say, okay, I don't remember this. Or you could always also try to fail the quick time events on purpose because that also leads you in different paths. There's definitely different stuff. And I will say we, we are only through two chapters, but we can already tell that, I mean, some of the stuff, yeah, you're probably going to get to the same point somehow, but you could have a totally different cast of characters get there mm-hmm. um, because people can die in this game. So I, I, I agree with Hill. No spoilers, but we, we kept trying to kill one particular character or <laughs> kept trying to get this, mm. this, this one. It was, it was ridiculous. Uh, we definitely should not have done that, but mm. <laughs> that, was, that was part of the fun for us. Absolutely. I assume you mean uh, one of the people you're playing with? Mm. SS. How no. many people oh. are in your group? I mean, that. We had six people in our group. Okay. I, I don't know if you have a, a, you know, a game lined up for after this. But I mean, a six-player game is, you know, not the easiest to find. So if you're going back to four players, uh, those are a little easier. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I, I would stick with and do another playthrough, to be honest. Yeah, I know when you're only playing once a week, it still take a couple months to get through it. Yeah, I don't think we did it in three sessions. I think we maybe did four. Um, yeah, three three seems like a lot. Yeah, we did it in four. No. Yeah, I think we did chapters one, and two, one and three, two, four, and five. Yeah, yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, we just broke it up two chapters each time. So yeah, I imagine there's guides out telling you exactly what paths to pick, but ah, oh, that just defeats the purpose of this game. There might be solutions. There's no like one big guide, like a walkthrough that'll kind of help you. Uh, so you'd have to look at all the the solutions. That kind of ruins the I guess the fun of figuring it out, but. Right, yeah, they they kind of tell you here's a starting point, here are the decisions you need to make. But uh, I think a walkthrough would be pretty tough with this game um, because you you do have to progress it in multiple different scenarios, different ways. You know that there are people out there that just love to spreadsheet and flowchart. <laughs> I would love people. to see one Dream. for this game, but it's not no, one no. I would care to even mm-hmm. attempt. Yeah, the meta game of this game will will be fun for somebody. That said, we're like two months in from it and nothing yet. No walkthrough. You play anything else this week, El? Um, Worth noting? Not really. I'm in the middle of this really. Well, how's, how's RTDL? I'll ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been busy this week. Went Pearl to go- Jam. Oh. <sighs> yes, I did go to see my favorite band, Pearl Jam. And After- you saw your favorite Movie Pinocchio. And my favorite it. movie, Pinocchio. Busy week. I've been peeing a lot. Pearl Jam. Did you eat any pizza? Yes. I had just ate pizza today. <laughs> yes. Uh, New the, York. It's kind of in their contracts. 
playing Pinochle. I had uh, these Pearl Jam tickets were from March 2020. This was one of the first casualties of uh, that thing that happened in 2020. Um, <laughs> had a great time. Football started back up. I'm pumped. And yeah, as far as RTDL goes, I got a full combo last month. I don't even think I even talked about that. So I don't you know, brag about myself. I have 10 Belated so far. congrats. Thank you. <laughs> I have 10 so far this month. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I have <laughs> all the stuff I've been playing is stuff we've talked about a million times. I've been playing the moving out DLC. It's uh, more of the same. But I don't know. I don't know how you played it alone. I think it's kind of better. With, well, it's, it's better a great people. It's a great uh, like podcast or a sh- you know show game, Netflix game that you one that you don't have to pay a lot of attention to. Mm-hmm. You can, I think moving out's a good uh, game, game to simul with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just a great game. You don't need to do anything else. But it can be frustrating when you're trying to like not break a window in that one level with the, like a hospital. That's the worst. It's frustrating when you do something at the very end. That, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've been there. We get yeah, it. but at least those are real games. I'm playing this real bad one called Newt One. Basically, a platformer where you jump around and then you color it with your body when you jump on a platform, and you have to Ooh, get. Ooh, I to like the sound 100%. of that. Ooh. And then you know, my son's been playing uh, Splatoon Three on the Switch, and that's a, a a real colorful game. So by comparison, this uh, Newt One isn't really cutting the mustard. But I just started that one, so maybe more on that next week. But eh. watching all these conferences just makes me remember all the games that I still have to play. Just get like, ugh, too yeah, much. I have the total opposite opinion. It's like, oh, I need you get that. Excited. What do you need? I get, I get real excited. I need everything. We need all the Switch and PlayStation games. Uh, was, those games affect us too, buddy. I like oh, we're yeah. getting some JRPG that X is all hot and bothered about. <laughs> we fi- we figured that out today. Yes. How does that work? Tech tech into things still. How I, does I that work? So like Tales of Symphonia is the game you're talking about. That was sure. Lo- that was uh announced during the Switch conference, and then a couple hours later, it's like, oh, it's available for Xbox too. Like, how do they? Yeah, they I mean, they get the marketing rights. They pay for that. Was <laughs> announced like the PlayStation one, right? Yes. That's gonna. Fit. And there's an Xbox, an ID at Xbox One tomorrow. Uh, yesterday, podcast time yesterday. Oh. <laughs> so, hopefully, we have new announcements for that. I'm I, definitely gonna be excited. I'll I be mean, watching that in real I time. Think, so, I think what Fufu needs to do is just record his own segment on the entire um, ID at Xbox thing for. Ditching us tonight. That'll be fun. Well, he we can, can bring, all hope. He can bring the hype like no one else can, I've been told. Hype man! Speaking of hype, it's time for some sales. Mm, let's start with Corey. Yes. I'm back here on the show. Got to mention a Vayner. One that Ooh. I actually don't have on my tag. You know, number one. What? 
in played Vayners. I don't have this one on my tech because it's kind of expensive. Uh, but this week it's its lowest price ever. Thirteen thirty nine is the price for a Castlevania Advanced mm. Collection. It's a collection game and How expensive. has Metroidvania. Uh, $13.39. Normally 20 Yeah. Mm. And that may not sound like a lot, but it's a lot for old games. The, these are Game Boy Advance games. Uh, and one SNES game. SNES game. Because uh, I know you like that. How dare you? Acronym. This game's uh, real grindy, too. So. Yeah, this is a 40 to 50 hour completion. So, I mean, yeah, but, you know, Metroidvania. It's got Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance. Aria well, of Sorrow, which I've heard. If you wait Draculates. long enough, if you look right below on the magic list, you'll see Castlevania Anniversary Collection is $3.99. And it's normal yeah, price is $20. Yeah, I did, I did notice that. Yeah. I remember specifically that was 20 and then it was 15 and then it was 10 and then it was 5 Now somehow it's 4 we're, Somehow we're at the year anniversary, though, and it hasn't gone cheaper than this. Well, when they do the Lords of uh, hmm. Shadows or whatever collection, then this one will drop. <laughs> there you there go. Wait, wait or not, that's it's on sale. Lowest price ever. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to play it right away, then it's worth it. Or dive it right away. Either or. Yeah, or you love them. Maybe you just love those games. You don't want to break out your uh, DS. What are you scouting, Koosh? Oh my gosh. A couple Whoa. things. Uh, there's Far Cry Instinct's Predator, $6 down from 20 It's a first-person shooter. You may never have heard of this series before. Uh, it's backwards mm. compatible. Uh, it's got eighty an 80-hour multiplayer grind. One of the achievements is to play multiplayer for 80 hours. And I believe you can accomplish all of the multiplayer stuff um, in private matches uh, by yourself. And I think one of them might actually be significantly easier with a second person. Uh, and you can check the solution for that. It seems like it's not so bad. Um, I haven't played this game. I just adding it to my collection. I will eventually go through that. How does uh, this game have online servers still and Rayman origins? Doesn't or I don't know. I, I think it might, because it might be peer to peer. Maybe okay. that's why I'm not sure. Uh, next up is 10 guy, uh, $8 down um. from 10. <laughs> so not a huge savings here. This is a side scrolling shmup. But instead of like the typical spaceship that you're flying, uh, you're a <laughs> kind of like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon, kind of uh, kung fu samurai slash warrior, and you're kind of flying through the air, and that's you know that's your ship, and you're just shooting stuff. Um, it looks it looks interesting. Uh, I do like shmups. Not that I'm fantastic at them or anything, but I do enjoy the genre. Uh, and then if you're interested in, in shmups. Um, I only mentioned this one because it's, you know, interesting that you're not a spaceship. You're just kind of this, you know, couching tiger, hidden dragon type flying through the level. Um, there are several new shoot 'em ups that are out there. They're not huge savings, but there's a lot of new stuff out there. You should check if you're a big fan of the genre. Um, under leaves, $3.24 down from 13. So that's a fairly significant savings. It's an adventure point and click. Uh, it takes about one to two hours. It looks incredibly simple. So if you have a child and you're looking for a game on the cheap, maybe check that one out. Uh, next up, I was hoping that Kenny would show up so you could hear me say Naruto. Uh, Naruto, Naruto, I think is how he says it. Naruto is how I say it. Ultimate you're Ninja right, Storm Trilogy. Yes, of course. I mean, I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. uh, it's $12.50 <laughs> of crossovers. Um $12.50, uh, down from $50. This is a fighting genre, uh, and that contains three games. Uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm, 
uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm 2 and Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. Now, the to me, the, the most fun game to play looks like it's the first one, Ultimate Ninja Storm. Uh, the other two games seem like your typical Bandai Namco kind of grind fest. Uh, if you were to buy these individually, they'd be $5 each right now because they're also on sale individually. That would be $15 down from whatever I think they were, $20 each. So $15 down from $60 if you were to buy them piecemeal if you're just completing your collection. And finally, Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. This is $8 down from $20. This is a platformer. It takes about 8 to 10 hours. It looks like solid. It's a good-looking, solid, old-school platformer. Um, with, uh, But it's kind of like... So it's an enhanced version. I think it has that ability to switch back to old graphics. Uh, but I would not recommend doing that because they look really bad compared to the new <laughs> stuff. So that's what I'm looking at. All right. Well, there's a couple more vanners that I saw. Uh, one is Corey's favorite game. How uh, is that called? Hey, you're going to say Guacamelee, aren't you? No, no. Your actual Shadow favorite. Complex? <laughs> Escape from Tethys. Come on. Oh, yeah, not bad. Not, not, not a bad one. And it is the Vayner of the month, guys. So now's the time to get it. It's $5 instead of 10 And it's totally long, right? doable in September. You still have plenty of time. And if you want another Vayner that is... It's okay. It's okay for this price. $2. Uh, that's uh, Momodora for every Under the Moonlight. It's... Uh, little bit on the difficult side but it's it's also doable technically another one i've never got on my tag because you have to beat the game mm, it's one way there's there's a faster way uh, god forbid you beat a research. game i know you were just saying how you want to uh some challenge in your life that's what it sounded like you were uh, saying. ish it's not that difficult I have faith in you. Requires effort. Oh, uh, we can't have that. Well, what's what's your plans now? Uh, to play the next new thing that comes out. Back to shinies. So, it, so I'm I'm rewarding myself. Uh, we're going on vacation in October, going to Disney World. Nice. So that's completely because I hit a million gamer score. Yes. Uh, not because uh, we've been telling our kids for years. And then <laughs> I got to just kill time for a month and a half until Pokemon comes out. Ugh. I'm become a switch boy. It's never going to happen. I don't believe it. I don't I'm believe I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, this time I'm doing it. It's not I'm doing it. Not. I am. Okay. It's fine. happening. No. We'll see. I don't have I don't have Xbox 360 games with gold to worry about anymore. So that's two games off my plate. Oh, games with gold that to play. Oh, what are right they going to do? Oh, very interesting. Interesting to see what happens at the end of this month. Uh, we're going to have four games to complain about from the one instead. That is pretty much what I'm oh, convinced geez. about. There as can't it be that many to cycle <laughs> through. So, As it stands, we have God's Will Fall still available. I don't know anyone who's playing that. Uh, we have uh, Thrillville on the OG Xbox. I don't know anyone playing that. Double Kick Heroes. It will be available on the 16th as well as Portal 2, which, of course, is... Which has uh, co-op. I hear that has four portals. Yeah. <laughs> it has four, four, four portals. <laughs> yes, play Portal 2. Uh, one of the voices in the game is someone that 
you're a big fan of Corey. <laughs> Stephen Merchant. Uh, ha- Halle Berry. It's not. No. Stephen Merchant. It is Stephen Merchant. Well, that's not who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. I was thinking Who's Stephen of uh, J.K. He's Simmons. The original Office. You're thinking who, L? J.K. Simmons. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he was uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies. Oh, that guy. You would know him if you saw him. You would know him if you he heard him. He's in Portal? He's in Portal 2. His voice is very recognizable. Very. Peter, give me that picture. Okay. Um, <laughs> I it. got it. It's Nailed it. it. <laughs> got it now? Look him up. <laughs> it's, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. Yep. And I got it. Good, good. Just for that, you get to read Game Pass news, Corey. Uh, Game Pass, we have brand new games. Ashes of the Singularity Escalation. That's a PC title. Know nothing about it. DC League of Super Pets. Adventures of Crypto and Ace. This one, uh, both of those are out now. Uh, I've played DC League of Super Pets. I've started it today. And uh, it's it's on rails is the genre uh, that TA chose for it. And I guess it fits. You're picking a dog and if you have seen the movie you there's a you know a a league of super pets as uh, the name suggests and you're picking one of the dogs crypto or ace and then you can uh pick a helper with you and then you fly through these levels and you shoot things and that's the game and it looks like there's like 15 levels um and there's a couple other things that they throw in to kind of pad the game but that's it um so good one for the kids and it's you know it's probably going to take you like three or four hours if you're a capable adult September 14th is uh, one I'm looking forward to. You Suck at Parking. This Whoa. is uh, Cloud Console on PC. Uh, it's for all the New Yorkers out there. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> is apparently at least eight players online co-op. What? So uh, take your As Dusk Falls teams and mm-hmm. play You Suck at Parking uh, because you all can. So we're going to try that out hopefully uh, this week maybe for a few minutes. We'll see. Are there multiple paths? So, no idea. Can you I, override. You let us know next week. All right, we got. You it. can let us know next week. Uh, also uh, available today, September fifteenth, Despots game. Okay, that's a game on console and PC. <laughs> whatever that means. And Metal Hellslinger. Um, that's on PC and Xbox Series consoles. I don't guess that's coming to the old stuff. So, uh, the Metal first-person shooter game where you're. Shooting to the beat of metal music. Uh, that's the one Fufu is really excited about. Uh, it has or a slinging. system of a down guy. Maybe both. Metal Hell Singer. Oh, did I say Slinger? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a game. Sling. Uh, so if, if Fufu is a fan, like he says, he will be streaming this uh, this coming Friday. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. And then, of course, coming through is GoldenEye007, whenever that is. Thune. 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 Uh, oh, and apparently Victoria 3 is coming October day one release. So sometime that means. In, yeah, sometime okay. in October. Not October day 1st. one. Yeah, exactly. Is that like a notable game or something I should know about Victoria 3? Is that No, only Volger is interested in this game. Oh, right. That's right. You guys talked about that last week. We did. Thanks we did. for listening. Did. Yeah. Yep. We're going to get podcasted on the back half of the month but that's okay that's okay well, that means news we might not we'll talk about it next week hopefully it doesn't come next week but it might 
No, well, the way they're days, tracking. Well, no. I don't even know if it's worth mentioning these leaving ones. They're gone. No, they're, they're gone they're by gone. now. Yeah. They're gone. They did. Metal didn't awesome happen. for words. In contest, Shiny September still going on, led by Choo Choo Chewy. Uh, there's a, it's an interesting contest where you get gamer score with a diminishing return based on how old the game is. So the older the oh, game, it's a dead huh. competition. Good, good, good. That's not dead. Good thing gamer score is not dead. Oh I boy, mean, good thing. You could always join one of those three sixty competitions. Those are those are uh, good fun. Hard pass. Ah, <laughs> uh, Nate, is there a gamer tech challenge or something? Nope, there isn't. Not talking okay. about it. We Sweet. already talked about it. <laughs> Damn it! This always happens during the middle of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Bamboozled again. <laughs> Just for that, we're gonna go right into. Proclamation point. All right. Which is renamed Rag Camp by Corey. Or Hash Brags. I like Hash Brags, but no one ever. That that, that one didn't stick. I know, but I'm going to push it. Uh, In Hash Brag (laughs) Completions, AS Unknown 1 has reached a new milestone of 150 games. KT with 200 games, as is Unstoppable KD. 200 games. Mr. P-Tart is playing games. He's got 400 completed Wakapale has 1,050 games. Firehawk D with 1,200. Mental Knight 5 with 1,450. And Thrash Forever with 2,000 completed games. In Hashbrag Streaks, what? Cabo 73 currently with 100 days, as are X the Hero and Yinga Garden. Blue Thunder 7398 is currently on a 3,400 day achievement win streak. And in our anniversaries, what? Jeremy DJ is currently on a three-year anniversary win streak. Damn. In gamer score, McThumbs and Henneke Hen- XD, uh, they both crossed 300,000 in gamer score. Fight Club passed 500,000. Tropan passed 600,000. Logic Slayer is 700,000, along with Wazari Dick. 700,000. <laughs> I think it's DK. That's, that's oh, DK. Nailed it. With, with X. Record scratch. X, DK, X. <laughs> Throw me off there. Hate me, 4141, after saying that name, has reached 900,000 gamer score. And along with myself, Domain has reached a million gamer score. Good job, Domain. Good job, and, Domain. Fun fact. Corey. Hold on a second. Fun fact. All right, you got it. <laughs> uh, the uh, if if you were to cross a million gamer score today, you would be in the top eight hundred and twenty nine gamers on TA. I was around eight hundred and fifteen at the time I crossed it, so that was way more than I thought. So I need to get moving, get in that top thousand. Is what you're saying? Basically, got it. Well, there Let's was see. one question uh, I forgot to ask you. Yeah, sure. You'll figure it out as I talk about domain. Uh, trying to figure out what achievement was unlocked oh, for right. the magical million. So I'm looking uh, at I domain. To, uh, mention that. I'm going to talk about domain. Yeah, go for domain it. Domain unlocked the achievement eminent domain in Halo: The Master Chief Collection. Uh, apparently, he unlocked. He got a hundred thousand with this achievement. 
So he got the Master Chief Collection uh, Canadian Edition <laughs> and got the same achievement for his one million. So his name oh, is that's the pretty title, cool. Eminent wow. Domain. It's much better than mine. Um, yeah, top that one, rocker dude. Uh, I can't because yes, I can. used Injustice it. 2 <laughs> and I got the achievement. This is why I can't have nice things because <laughs> this gaming hobby prevents me from having nice things along with the time it takes prevents me from having nice things. That works. And gamer score comes too easy. We can't have nice things anymore with these five minute or less completions. Multiple meanings. Well, congratulations to all of you. Rocker dude, I'm so proud of you. I'll make sure to have you on to wish me happy million. Whenever the hell that me is. Me and my my now 1.48 ratio. Rip. As Fufu, <laughs> as Fufu would say. Uh, in leaderboards, we didn't forget about you. Ace is now in the top 1,000 of the completed games leaderboard for Vayner's. Bye, 571. Who told me just to call him Bye? It's weird, so I'm not going to do that. Is now in the top 50 of the Wisconsin Gamer Score leaderboard for music. Northern Lizass is now in the top 500 of the Gamer Score leaderboard. Very nice, my lady. Redemption Denied <laughs> is in the top 200 of the Gamer Score <laughs> leaderboard for RPGs. Kronos is in the top 200 of the TA leaderboard for educational and trivia. What? And uh, Z Junk and the Monkeys is now in the top 50 of the California True Achievement leaderboard for role playing. And last but not least, some guy named Rocker Dude petarded his way into the top 10 of the Tennessee Gamer Score leaderboard. So, where exactly are yeah, you yeah. on that top 10, dude? Dude, I, I won't say you uh, don't know your line. I don't know. Uh, I think I'm 10. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, you put the 10 in Tennessee. I like that. I like that. Ah. No, no, that's not right. Um, yes, no, it is. Yeah, it is. Right there. Exactly right there ranked title. 10. Oh. I'm exactly ranked 10. And it is amazing, I have to say, how P-Tart turns 29 every year without fail. It's quite know. the achievement. It's quite the brag. I, I think that's a good brag. Great hash brag. There we go. See, does that feel good? Uh, you're off the show. From <laughs> you're you're both off the show. <laughs> not going to let it stand. All right, nobody tagged me in any brags this week, so I'm not going to look for any. Spiteful, that might not be true. Spiteful. I know you looked. Quiet. <laughs> not looking. Damn it! I think I saw that BPBPBPBPBPP first person was the first person to finish prominence poker. But I didn't look, I swear. I don't want to know what that cost him. All right. Everything. Corey, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, not that I'm going to tell you. Whoa. That's a weird joke. Uh, no, no, nothing to plug. Nothing. So not I like that joke. We're saying. Oh, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you guys could see my hair right now. <laughs> oh, man. I there. There's so much hair. I need a haircut really bad. Camera's I mean, not turning on. Until I'm you waiting for the picture it. to load. There it's it is. So, it's so much. Oh, Glorious. I see you. You look very beautiful. It's so hot. <laughs> Thank you. And you're gone. <laughs> All righty. Thank you to Nate and Corey 
follow us. Thanks for having on me. The Twitch, it, the Twitter, the Discord, the Patreon, and the YouTube. Leave some comments somewhere, guys. I want to read your comments. We never ask you for reviews, but I think all the cool podcasters ask for like five star reviews and things, so they get added hey. to the algorithms. So when you look up achievements, we come up there. That would be nice if you could do that. On that, we'll even take the, a four star on the best platform, which of course is Apple. Because who doesn't listen to podcasts through Apple? So thank you I so don't. much for joining us for level two sixteen. And class is dismissed. Bye. Bye-bye. Later. Hello and welcome back to the Master Raters, where we sit down and talk about how we rate our games. Uh, as always, I'm Chewy on Ice, and as always, I'm joined by two lovely, lovely people. Uh, the first is Mr. Volgalatin. Devin, how are you doing? Oh, I thought, I thought uh, I'm lovely now. No, well, I'm apparently lovely. Lovely, lovely people. Double lovelies. Uh, and also with me is the lovely, lovely Michelle uh, Matrock. How are you doing? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I'm a bit hot, a bit sweaty in my garage with no AC and no ventilation. Uh, and despite it being midnight my time, it is 30 degrees in this room. Sounds cold. will mean something to some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's below freezing. It sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, We're here now to talk about our number twos. So um, I felt like, um, you know, we've, we've been playing it quite loose recently, uh, but we're definitely going to be firming up with our number twos. I've recently changed my diet, mm. and uh, that's really been helping out with that. Okay, joking aside, uh, we started off with our kind of worst games, um, and now we're kind of starting to get into the not-so-bad territory, I guess. Before we get into the games, let's talk about what number two means to us. So uh, with the kind of lower-rating games I mentioned, I think last time that for me like a 1 or 1.5 was like being in a, a dark abyss and as I go up the rating le- uh, levels, there's kind of like light at the end of the tunnel kind of situation. Uh, two is definitely kind of, there's a, there's a strong glimmer of hope. There's something there. Uh, there's something that kind of will pull me out of the abyss of darkness. Mm. It's still not good, but there's, there's hope. And maybe <laughs> there's just something that keeps me going. Uh, I don't actively hate it. I'm just kind of about it. Uh, how about you guys? What do what do you think is a number two for you? Uh, so for me, I'd say that like if if we're using and I, I don't know how they grade papers in the fine land of Kashyyyk, but if one point five and below would be Fs, varying degrees of Fs, you know, below sixty percent in a normal traditional grading scale, two would be a D, like a it's mm. it's passing. It's, it's a passing mark. Okay. It's it's, it's pass. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good. It's good to know that you're passing your number twos. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Good, nice, clean. You know, pass. They're not terrible, broken garbage. They'll generally be strongly flawed, or something that only an enthusiast would like. Uh, or sometimes it's just, just plain spite. But I, I acknowledge the quality there in most aspects. Mm-hmm. So I have some games that are like these are pretty good, 
it like and other people might really like them but they have a lot of things for me which make them flawed and that's mm. okay that's fair and um for myself i i like to think of it as like 2.5 would be the okay line right like it's literally the middle a 2.0 mm-hmm. is an okay mm-hmm. tending down so the general person the general gamer it's still going to be okay but unless you like certain elements of the game the storytelling the look whatever maybe it's not something i would recommend for you but it's still okay there's still something in there that it works it's playable um i i do agree to some degree that uh 2.0 is when i start to get into spite ratings i I really don't as we've discovered in the earlier ones do too many very low ratings but uh, that's 2.0 2.0 becomes sort of a, I know other people really like this, but I really didn't. And it shouldn't get a one, so it's going to get a two. But yeah, generally, it's that sense of, it's okay. But unless you're really a fan of the genre, it's still not a go out and seek it sort of game. Hmm. I mean, that all sounds like we pretty much agree on kind of where we sit with our twos. Um, mm-hmm. So who wants to go first with a couple of games? Sure. I'll I'll do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I think it's probably quite fitting, I think, with what I think you're going to be bringing up. Um, yeah, well, uh, the the first one I have is uh, Duke Nukem Forever, a game that took so, so many people so, so very long to make, and they gave us this. <laughs> Ultimately, I think that the history or the context behind Duke Nukem Forever is part of why I did it, because I was like, I, I just played this recently. So I I was 10 years removed from it being 10 years removed from it being announced. <laughs> and looking back and, and playing it, I was like, this is a mess. And as, as someone who loved Duke Nukem 3D mm-hmm. a lot, um, to have it be mm-hmm. this where it's painfully unfunny and boring. They just made a very boring, not very good at a lot of things first person shooter. Uh, and they released it, and I guess to fulfill some sort of like edict from the gods that it had to come out. Um, but but ultimately, it was just the the whole context behind it, and just how unfunny, and just a lot of the times I was sitting there like I didn't know if I was the one that grew up because it felt like it was in the vein of like Duke Nukem 3D, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is juvenile, and maybe I'm not the same person I was when I started playing that. At 33, as the kind of as the kid I was at first, but I was like, "This is terrible and not funny." Yeah, so I was going to bring that one up because I also played Duke Nukem 3D a ton as a teenager, and it is a very very lowbrow. <laughs> like yeah. it is stupid, like hyper macho, not very nice about women or aliens uh, or anything. <laughs> And it feels like Junior Forever was just kind of doing the same thing, doesn't it? Or, or is it actually? Is there something good about how they handle it in three D? Um, I I think like it was more at the pulse, or like the, it it felt like it was more genuine. In Forever, I get the sense that they were doing it and trying to one up themselves from the past, and so they were ramping it up. And just being super lowbrow and offensive because the last one was lowbrow and offensive and we need to be over the top to 11. Mm -hmm, And it mm -hmm. felt like they were trying to oop themselves, you know? 
I guess Duke Nukem 3D came out at a similar time to was it that Postal game? A little bit, I think. It was which was like super, super over the top offensive, and it's like Duke Nukem Forever is going for more like the Postal vibe than the Duke Nukem vibe, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I think what's interesting here is that um, all three of us have kind of this different approach, I guess, a little bit to to Duke Nukem Forever. Um, I'm not justifying it as a great game or anything, but it sounds like where Dev and you played both. Duke Nukem 3D and and also obviously Duke Nukem Forever and Chewie it sounds like you have some fond memories of um, 3D but I, did you play Forever? I, I just want to make sure mm-hmm. I didn't No I, I managed to avoid it I, I wanted to it was on the wish list and then it was very promptly removed from the wish list <laughs> yeah. after after release <laughs> All right, and I'm, I'm in the other camp where I've played Duke Nukem Forever but I never played Duke Nukem 3D and so it, it's a weird one in a lot of ways. Again, I'm not going to sit here and, and justify it or say it's a great game. And we all know realistically with the way things have moved socially and whatnot, like Duke Nukem's not getting released again, right? Like this this just isn't, there isn't a space for it anymore. But I think because I didn't play the older one, I didn't get that same sense of, oh, we're just trying to one-up ourselves. So I'm not typically super bothered by stuff. Like I, I know exactly what the game was going in, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I understood there's going to be uh, you know, objectification, and there's going to be some stuff that's probably pretty demeaning and, and whatever else. But like, I understood that that was what the game was going for. So I guess like, I wasn't, it sounds like in some ways, Devin, you were disappointed by it, because it was sort of hokey and in good fun when you played it as a youth. But then when you played this one, it, it didn't hit that mark. It, like, did it feel to you like it was more like, aggressive about it? Or more like, like, it just wasn't funny anymore because you were 20 well, years older. There's a specific, I don't know how much I want to spoil it, but there was a specific scene, and it was around the time I quit, that felt more mean-spirited and spiteful. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, I don't know how a good way to approach the, my exact feelings, but there was sort of a fun kind of lighthearted, like, you know, oh, it's strippers and beer, and like, ah, ha, ha. And this one felt like more, like, dirty and, and maybe okay. it was always like that, and maybe I was just a kid, so I just kind of glossed over it. Because normally that kind of stuff doesn't bother me, but it, it just felt super, super mean-spirited. It, there's, they're aping aliens with it. Um, if you've ever seen Aliens, where they have the uh, chest bursters and there's the people in the walls that are like held by mm-hmm. the aliens, and it's all topless chicks, which I think were in the other ones, but like... They just explode into aliens, and I'm like, this is all just, this makes me feel gross. I don't like this. Who thought this was a good idea? This isn't fun. And, like, it wasn't just that. There were a lot of other mechanical issues. Like, the jokes being in poor taste was just the twist of the knife. But the game just wasn't fun. And I can't imagine why anyone was just like, yeah, this is good. This is something. This is truly a testament. This took us 11 years collectively to make. (laughs) No, I and I agree with all of that. And I think there are two issues that really worked against Duke Nukem Forever. Well, I guess three. One, again, kind of social change, right? Like, and we're seeing that with other established franchises, like Saints Row is coming back out. And there's a lot that's been put out about how Saints Row is kind of changing some of its affect so that it, you know, it's a little softer on some things than it used to be. But I think, too... Um, so there's there's that element of it. There's the very long development cycle that led to yet another game that came out in that glut of first-person shooter games that came out around that time. You look at that time on the 360, and there were just so many. You don't really see those types of games come out that much anymore, right? Those first-person shoot-em-up, like, you know, big space marine type thing or whatever. 
Yeah, I get right. Like that's that's yeah, kind of that died done. Like development wise, so that was the second thing. There was it came out in that that stretch where there were just so many, and then I think the third thing that strikes me with with Duke Nukem Forever is it's one of those games where like its review ceiling was probably like three stars. It would have had to work very 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 hard, and again, not justifying what the result was, but because it already had so much working against it, the ceiling for it yeah. was low. Like, you would be hard-pressed to find anyone giving it a five because the idea that somebody would give it a four also sounds ludicrous. It does. Does that well, make sense? It's, it's the same thing as to why I think, uh, like, Half-Life 3 is the big internet joke, you know? I don't think there will ever be a Half-Life mm-hmm. 3 because at this point, like, why would you? It, everyone's expectations of it's right. going to be so much, it's been so long, mm-hmm. you're just better off not doing it. But, and gen- it's a generational thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh most of the people who played Half-Life 3 and uh, Half-Life 2 and wanted Half-Life 3 are now so much older and most of the kids playing games now have never even played the first ones so who you know what what audience are they making it for yeah who and why and right and frankly if they played the first Half-Life and the second Half-Life they wouldn't find it very engaging Whoa. the tastes have changed with time i i i still love it but <laughs> yeah I, I well we're still people of a certain we're not, age yeah. we're not that we yeah, are we're not the age I, i'm still young i'm gonna skateboard nope. away fellow kids afraid <laughs> not but uh yeah that was duke nukem just ultimately a game that like has a mixture of it's just not a very good game plus my own internal disappointment plus a lot of the context of its development and and everything i think factored into it for me um, and I again, I even played this like ten years gone. Like I played it this year for the first time, and was mm-hmm. I bought it on a lark because it was like five dollars or something on sale, and I wanted to see how bad it was. And uh, that's five dollars I'm never getting back. I was glad to see this on your 2.0 list because it really could have gone either way. It's either well, why did you give it such a low rating? It is still still allegedly a AAA title, or why did you give it such a high rating? Because this is one of those games that's pretty universally on like the bottom 10 games released in the 360 generation or or whatever else this was this was interesting to see hit in that that 2.0 uh hole to see how you like what your logic was and 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 where that felt compared to what chewie and i were thinking it's of just it. boring <laughs> ultimately it makes it more disappointing it's uh mechanically as a shooter it's just not a very good shooter but it's not I've played worse shooters. I can find you worse first-person shooters on on the Xbox ecosystem, and compared to especially the like, and maybe if I played it at the time, it would have got a lower one. But now with the glut of kind of shovelware spammy games that you find on Xbox, it's not that bad. And I just figured you rated it a two because it was full of poop jokes. No, no, I'm not that clever. <laughs> So the second game that I picked for our Terrible Twos list uh, is Metal Gear Rising. Have either of you played Metal Gear Rising? I played a demo or a trial of it, I think. Yeah. Um, A lot of people really like it. It's a platinum game. And it's in the Metal Gear Solid franchise, which I do really like the Metal Gear Solid games. I like them quite a lot. Uh, This plays nothing like any other Metal Gear Solid game at all it's a uh i call them character action game third person i guess third person accent like a bayonetta is, uh, would be a good it's like a hack and slash yeah hack and slashy or, kind of thing yeah i don't like those it kind of reminded me of like devil may cry or something like that when i played it yep it's, a little bit of it yep yeah. it's big over the top you got to learn combos to fight waves of enemies like a dante's inferno would be another thing to compare it to 
uh, that's contemporary. Um, this one's really over the top. I liked the over the topness, I guess, a little bit, but I don't like that genre. It's just not a genre that I enjoy. And man, that final boss is just the worst thing. It's just the devil, just annoyed me to no end. And this is something where I would say it's it's a game that enthusiasts and people that like those kind of games would probably really enjoy. I don't think there's a lot of beat 'em up games or hack and slash games that. I will find myself rating very high. There's only like a handful and none of them are on Xbox. As soon as you take the hack and slash, I'm okay with it in the second person, but as soon as you put that in the third person, I just don't like it. So do do you think that that genre particularly has to work harder for you to get a decent rating? So like what a three would be to other people maybe in that genre to you is probably a two because of the genre. Yeah, it's it's something that you have to really, because a lot of the a lot of my complaints with it are just genre staples like genre like tentpole things for the genre i don't particularly like learning advanced combos to go up against the ai that doesn't bring me any joy i you know it doesn't click with me in the same way that it does for other people and also i was expecting more metal gear lore like something else this was riding coming back and it's really weird and not like metal gear really at all metal gear for people that didn't play it that's a stealth game did kojima have anything to do with it i don't i mean i don't think he did i haven't looked at the stuff it doesn't feel like kojima but i honestly don't know did not look it up i just rented it because it was metal gear and i played through the story and i was just not not impressed did not enjoy it did not enjoy my time and I hadn't yet figured out that I don't like those style of games. Do you think if this had been not branded a Metal Gear Solid game, this is probably just something you never would have tried? Like you tried it specifically on the strength of, hey, I like this franchise, so I'm going to give this a look? Probably, yes. Because um, there's a lot of the other Platinum games. Like I tried Bayonetta because everyone was hyped about Bayonetta. But anymore, I don't go to any of these like, I don't play any more Devil May Cries. Mm. It doesn't spark joy. I don't like that style of game. I love Metal Gear Solid so much that I was just like, oh, I'll try this. Uh, and then I learned better before I got mm. to Metal Gear Survive. The title is also uh, a Grammar Heads nightmare. <laughs> Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Revengeance. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's revenge, revenge and vengeance yeah. combined. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's... Go away. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to school, Metal Gear. <laughs> but it makes me... Because like, I, I have not played Metal Gear Rising Revengeance because um, I only played the first two Metal Gear Solid games and I, I really, really, really enjoyed them. But I just never really got around to the third and there's, like you were alluding to, Devin, there's a lot of lore and there's a lot of stuff like... The story for Metal Gear Solid doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It really doesn't. Yeah, you can skip three in this case. Three wouldn't have anything to do with this. You could go right into it. It's good to know. <laughs> Go but, for it. I mean, the the point being there, like, I really like Platinum games. I'm the opposite to you. I, I like Bayonetta and Vanquish and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that they developed. Like, I, I enjoy all their stuff. But I've never really given the game much of a look because it's a Metal Gear title. So you're saying that, that in this case, it really wouldn't matter? Like, just go ahead and... Like, I understand you don't like this type of game. But was the gameplay still solid was it fun is the kind of thing where if you do like it i know you gave it a two and that kind of fits that motif but 
if if somebody typically likes that, do you think it it still is able to excel in that way, or is it still yeah, kind of? Yeah, I meh? think it would be if you like platinum games. I think it fits right in line with everything else that I've played from them. I haven't done okay. a comp- full deep dive. I wouldn't suggest it <laughs> if you didn't like this. It's not gonna. No, like, it, this is their style. It doesn't very clearly doesn't get any better. Uh, the first hour or so is fun for me. You know, when you're hacking and slashing and the stuff's easy and you're like, yeah, this is great. Total power fantasy. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it starts getting like, it gets to be a kind of a slog and they expect you to know better and better combos, mm-hmm. which I never have any interest in learning. That's where it sort of all falls apart. So I would say check it out. That's I think fair. they gave it away for games with gold. Not too, It's backwards compatible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so. that's the case. So I would say that if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, like, if you, if we were like an honest to god like reviewing site, you would never give me those kind of games because it's never gonna like, mm-hmm. it's just never gonna click. I just don't unless you're like God of War, three or two. God of War two and three were the only ones that I was like, yeah, I love this. It has to be a genre defining. Well, that's to your point though. God of War never really compelled you to learn any super combos or anything. Like even if it was in there, you could muddle through the game totally fine with just pressing a a bunch when you had to fight something if i recall correctly yep and it was real good at spectacle this game's also good at spectacle but (laughs) you have to be good at it uh Mm. otherwise you're Mm. just just keep hacking away i'm kind of similar in the the way i play hack and slash is that i hack Mm -hmm. and i always forget to slash (laughs) right i i I just pressed x or you know i never bother with any of the what do you mean there was a dodge button yeah. yeah, exactly. You can parry? Block? What? what? Why would I want to do that? Just <laughs> yeah. kill him first. Yeah, I'm, I'm very bad at these kind of games. So that's... Uh, mm-hmm. it, and I, I think that's what's ultimately going to affect that. And, you know, it's different than what I said at the jump, but these are two kind of outstanding examples. And I kind of wanted to talk about some honest-to-God games this time instead of, you know, some of the <laughs> shovelware that I've been talking about previously. All right. I have two games to talk about. So when we... Um, put together the segment for today you know chewy's always really good about going through and collecting a whole bunch of data and uh, or data points related to what we're dealing with and and so devin shares his list of games and chewy shares his list of games and we're highlighting a couple right but i think it's fair to say for both of you i don't want to speak for you that you still had a lot of representation of easy 1ks on your 2.0s there's still mm-hmm. a lot of that in there mm-hmm. so we still have to do a little digging to get those sort of higher yeah, bigger titles so that we can discuss them for the segment and like Devin just said not have another week where it's like so why'd you rank Super Willow D Maker too I found on my list I had an easier time finding the bigger titles and I think that's because I'm just not as inclined to rate a whole bunch of those super easy games so I have two that uh I don't know maybe controversial maybe not but first I'm gonna go ahead and just uh I'm going to discuss Final Fantasy 13. Uh, so uh, did either of you play this? I, I'm thinking yes, probably not. Not all the way. I have never played a Final Fantasy. I dove it and I watched my roommate play most of it. Okay. All right. So you've you've seen it at least. So here's the thing with Final Fantasy 13. And my take is Final Fantasy 13 seems to be one of those games where it has its defenders. And they are people who really feel like Final Fantasy XIII is just a misunderstood entry in the franchise, that people that didn't like it didn't really give it a serious shot or whatever it is. And I respect that. 
But for me, playing the game, I spent 20 hours walking in a straight line before it dropped me into an open world universe and gave me no clue where to go. And I disliked every character in the game. I rooted for exactly one of them. And there's a point at which when you're playing these JRPGs, and I know some of it's just that my sensibilities have changed. And we've discussed this for sure. I, growing up, I was all JRPGs or, you know, action RPGs. Now I don't play them as much. Some of it's because the time investment, but that's all kind of a lie, right? Because Power Wash Simulator is a 40 to 60 hour completion, yet here we all are Power Washing our lives away. It's really more that the storytelling doesn't work for me anymore. It's similar to what we were talking about with Duke Nukem. The, the storytelling in Final Fantasy games frequently focuses on, you know, some 19 year old who has some super special you know, born under the right star with a purple feather. And so they're going to be the ones to save the world, even though they don't really know how to tie their shoes. And there's just these storytelling tropes to me that just didn't click for me anymore. And and that's obviously not a specific example, but more globally, that's kind of where I've come to with Final Fantasy games. And that's not a completely fair assessment, but I didn't like it. And I, being completely honest, I played uh, all the first 10 Final Fantasies, 11 was online. I didn't play that one. I started 12 and couldn't get through it. And 13 was the second time where I started and couldn't get through it. I just don't, I just think I just grew out of playing them and did not have a good time. Like it was, again, it's going to have its defenders and I totally, totally respect that. And and maybe they can, you know, if they hear this and and you are someone who defends this game and you really love it, maybe you can talk it up to a point where I'm ready to sit back down with it because I feel like my feelings on gaming are changing again and maybe i'll be more receptive to it but more than anything like the gameplay thing is sort of a joke but i just didn't like any of the characters and and when you're playing a game that's essentially a story that's the whole reason you're, it's, it's a storybook and you just walk from point a to point b and fight some things and continue the story if you don't like the characters there's not a whole lot there so it, it just Was did the not one do character it for me. you rooted for vanille no oh okay well it certainly wasn't hope no it was oz because hope sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the problem. Every character was... It's not fair to say they were, they were awful, because they weren't, like, bad people, but it was kind of the same tropey, stereotypical, like, here's this character that fits in this slot kind of thing. And and every character is supposed to be a protagonist. You're supposed to be rooting for them. You're supposed to want to see them have a good result. Or, you know, if the character's done up poorly you want to see them have a poor result but you can't feel indifferent you should not feel indifferent to the characters and that's mostly what i felt like it's not that i didn't like them because i wanted bad results i i didn't care about them and that that was it just wasn't a good experience based on that part of it yeah i uh like i did this one vicariously through my roommate at the time so i can't speak to a lot of it It also isn't a genre that i would Mm -hmm. normally care for uh, these, this is the two it's, it's, it's Japanese RPGs and, and hack and slashes, <laughs> but yeah, I could tell even from him, he was just like, there was a lot where I'd come back and be like, you still in this hallway? Is this game just a giant hallway? Yeah. And they did introduce like new stuff to the battle system. Cause they're always tweaking the battle system, right? Because the common wisdom is nobody wants to play turn-based battles anymore. Although I will contend that that's not true. But they introduced this whole idea where characters have different roles and these roles somehow play off of each other. And knowing how that works is important to being successful in the game. You get rated based on how you do on certain battles and and that opens certain things, if I recall correctly. But I 
I just didn't understand the system. And I think that's another one of those things where similar to what you were saying about Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, where maybe if I understood it more, maybe if I cared more to understand it, I would have gotten more out of that. But it, I, it just didn't click. So do you think you're done with the series at this point? If every game broadly has these kind of same tropes and is, you know, maybe slightly different, but, but ultimately quite similar, do you think that you have moved on from the series or do you think you might get pulled back in? I think I probably have. Mostly because Final Fantasy's continued to evolve in a certain direction. Like, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy 15, but the aesthetics and things like it just doesn't strike me in any way. And, and possibly a lot of that's nostalgia based. I miss my 16 bit JRPGs that I played back in the day. So, like, I'm really excited for Aiden Chronicles because it's not trying to be like the souped up brand new version of Suicode, and it's trying to be basically more of what that was. But I think as Final Fantasy continues to grow in that direction, it's probably going to continue to do less for me, unfortunately. But I'm not ready to give up on JRPGs yet. I think there's there's still something in there I'll find. Okay, so uh, what other fine game have you brought to us with your number two rating? I'm actually surprised I gave this game as high a rating as I did. I, I seriously thought it was going to show up on the 1.5 episode. And that would be Dead Island, which I greatly disliked. I had a miserable time with that game. Uh same as always either of you play it i've i've dove it uh, yeah basically me too i think i've a little bit more than dove it i think i dove it and then hopped onto a, a random multiplayer like boosting session for some of the you know stupid stuff in that but i've uh, have uh, barely put any time in i've always wanted to just do it with a group look kind of boring by myself yeah me too actually i, th- I think that's basically what i've been waiting for mm-hmm. is is someone to do it with so i did play it with a group i played this game right around when it came out, I think, or shortly after it came out. I played with Elle and a couple of our friends, uh, Beavis and Ninja Dave. And we played play- we played Halos together and all sorts of stuff. Like, we just dealt with so much glitchiness and so many things. Like, I believe Elle and Dave lost their first 10 levels of progress and had to replay those 10 levels. There were times when we'd all get in the car and the car would disappear. And it was just us floating in space. And I think the biggest issue I had with that I don't really like these sort of open world sort of games anyway they're not really my similar again to what you were saying Devin where it's not really my cup of tea anyway but they go out of their way to say different characters have different strengths right so pick this character if you want melee pick this character if you want to use guns they have no difference none everything's exactly the same and it's all kind of sort of broken the only reason I think I gave it a two is because the like main song in it is a little bit catchy and and that's probably a sick trailer right exactly had a great trailer Mm -hmm. and it got everyone talking and a lot of people really enjoyed the game Uh, so there's definitely something there but i feel like it's for me it's in a similar pocket to like like a borderlands borderlands is much better Mm -hmm. much better but it's just not my style of game anyway so it would have had to work pretty hard to do well by me and it was just so broken in so many ways and i'm sure there are things like whenever L gets to hear this, that he's going to remember that I'm not even remembering right now because I've blocked out so much of it. But it just, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It felt kind of bland and, and just boring and broken when playing in multiplayer. It might have functioned fine in single player, but that wasn't my experience. Interesting. Because, uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've dove it and I've, you know, tossed around a little bit in it. Um, I quite like the idea of a kind of a, 
a melee focused first person shooter and i've talked mm-hmm. on the podcast before about xeno clash which is also a I mean, there's no melee weapons in that. Well, there is a few, actually. No, that's that's a lie. But it's, it's you know, fisticuffs. I quite like that, but I feel like there's not been a great one yet. They're all kind of a bit meh. Yeah, I don't know. Vermintide, if you're looking for that. Okay. Like, I think with Dead Island, you will find people who will defend it. And I feel like they're mostly people who played in single player. I, I just think that the multiplayer experience was so broken that it, it hurt the whole game, unfortunately, for me. So you're saying I've been waiting and holding out for a good group when I should have just not done that <laughs> and, it, and played it by myself rolled on your own it, it's mm. possible it's well are you looking at the definitive edition or like the 360 mm, like like 360. maybe some of those issues were resolved no back on the did you play it close to, were you playing it close to release yes those yeah, things have we been played patched close to release. so okay it, it's possible because things things like the that level 10 bug that a couple of the guys encountered like that was an issue that multiple people count, encountered it wasn't unique to our gameplay experience but when you're reviewing a game, that that counts. Stuff like that shouldn't be broken. It it should be functional. It's possible that's been resolved since then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember it being overly long or terribly offensive. Otherwise, like it just, I think the worst crime it commits, other than that, is being kind of mm-hmm. bland. But that's that's not the worst thing. So I obviously I knew going in that it was likely you had played this with L. So I was intrigued when I when I was getting everyone else's two point ratings. I, I thought I would check out what he gave Dead Island, and he gave it a two point five. So he was a little bit more generous. Well, if you're being carried instead of trying to carry people, oh. you'll feel a little more positive. Shots fired. <laughs> he could sleep through every other session. No, I mean I don't know that that's the case, but he'd have to give mm-hmm. you. He probably gives it more of a bump for the who do you voodoo song than I do. I, I only <laughs> give that so much. So it came out sh- shortly after the first one they brought out, was it Riptide, which is kind of like Dead Island yeah. 1.5, right? It wasn't right. a proper sequel. It was almost like an expansion pack <laughs> of the original, I guess. Um, and then 2 has been a bit in development hell, but I think they've just kind of relaunched it and they're, they're kind of pressing ahead. Would you give it another go? if it seemed like it was being fairly well reviewed um i mean the reviews wouldn't enter so much into it as whether or not i had a group that would commit to playing it like once again gameplay styles have changed over time so back in that era of the xbox 360 it was very much like a group that i'd play with would be like okay we're playing this game monday wednesday friday till we finish it and now it's like well monday we'll play an hour of this and tuesday we'll play an hour of that and like i just i'm not interested in starting projects like that anymore when Mm -hmm. it's going to take us two years to finish it so and and like I've already said, it really isn't my style of game. People would really have to to be excessively effusive in praise for it for me to be like, all right, maybe I'll, I'll give it a shot. But I, I just I don't see it, but not for reasons that really have to do with the game itself, just more for how I play games and knowing what my tastes are. Fantastic. Okay. Well, uh, there's a bit of a theme emerging here because um, your game, the Dead Island, uh, is a zombie game, obviously. Um, and mm. both of my picks are also kind of zombie games or horror games, at least. Well, Duke Nukem was kind of a zombie game, too. Zombie, yeah, I uh, guess, yeah. yeah. Aliens. Uh, aliens, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, like, it, it's development history oh, yeah. more than it's Oh, yes, very yeah, good. No. It came back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> right, several times. Uh, so the first one i've chosen is also a a 360 game um and it is a lone in the dark and Mm -hmm. um 
this is a so I, I didn't going into this game I didn't have any experience with the Alone in the Dark franchise I played a lot of Silent Hill games and a lot of Resident Evil games so I was kind of familiar with the survival horror genre and love those games uh, but I'd never played Alone Alone in the Dark but I kind of knew that that series was like another kind of tentpole I guess franchise in the, in that genre uh, so finally when I came around to the 360 version um, which I came I think to quite late after it had been released and, and kind of knew that it didn't review very well I can say wholeheartedly that the Alone in the Dark franchise, based on that single game, is not one I plan to revisit because it was not great. And I really couldn't see the appeal. But I'm not sure if that's representative of the whole series. It just it, it definitely didn't come across well. It's not. Uh, the older Alone in the Dark games are kind of like Resident Evil, but because they're so old, they're a lot worse. And, and I, when mm. I tried to replay them... <laughs> In like uh, the mid to mid 2010s, they were like very, very dated and felt it mm-hmm. very, very, very. Well, there was that um, there was that back in 1995 game um, that they did on the one, mm-hmm. which is kind of like an homage to those OG survival horror games, and it feels and plays awful and looks awful. <laughs> but then actually, I think it's a fairly accurate representation of those games. Yeah, it did its, its job. That they have dated very badly. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they hit their mark. But no, actually, it's even older and more dated than that, some of those. But no, it, this mm. one I tapped. I did not like this game. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, a weird schizophrenic game. Uh, like the very first portion of it, you're in uh, like an apartment complex and it kind of starts out like a typical survival horror. You're going from room to room um, in this apartment complex, um, slowly kind of discovering what's going on. Although you're kind of le- launching in the middle of something that's going on already, so it's kind of hard to figure out what the context is. Uh, and then very quickly, the like entire world collapses around you. Uh, the apartment building like literally tears to pieces, and you have to jump in a car and get out of there. And then it, it kind of transforms into a weird kind of open world survival horror game where you have to drive around. Is it New York? I think it's yeah, New, York. New York. I believe so. Yeah from place to place and you're kind of given almost free reign to kind of go where where you want uh, with some objectives but it introduces so it, it goes from a clunky poorly controlling survival horror game to a very clunky poorly controlling driving in an open world game as well um where the world is literally collapsing around you as well. So I, I have these memories of you you're driving along a road and suddenly a fissure opens in the road and like sucks you into it. And you're just like, oh, great. And so <laughs> I redo that bit again. And I just remember it just being really ugly and, and kind of controlling really poorly and having the weirdest inventory system I think I've ever encountered as well, which I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, which is that you, you literally carry your inventory in your kind of coat and when you want to access it you kind of look down and it's like Mm -hmm. you're opening out your coat and all of the items are kind of in in your coat and your belt or something 
and it means you have a limited like you have limited inventory which is kind of realistic in a sense in that way it just looks really weird and awkward like you're a guy with a, a flasher mac on like hiding all of these things that have fallen <laughs> off the back of a lorry or something i remember all that stuff and i you know i've definitely heard a lot about how the game is not well received and I, i've heard that that has something to do with like the conversion from pc to xbox just not going particularly well or something to that effect I don't remember much. I played this game a long time ago and I like survival horror type games. I like, and I must have enjoyed the aesthetic or what they were going for because I know that I'm generally more positive on Alone in the Dark than most people are, but everything you're saying about it, that doesn't work. I absolutely remember. And there was one terrible achievement that had to do with driving. I don't mm. remember exactly what it was for, but I remember there was one super frustrating achievement where it's like you, you had to accomplish something while driving, either like not getting hit or, or getting away. I don't remember. But it just controlled so bad. It, it was really unfortunate how poorly it controlled. I tried. Um, so I played this game offline uh, on my 360. I owned it. I still do, actually, because I bought it digital. Oh, boy. <laughs> I earned some achievements offline, and I never synced it up because I didn't even want it on my tag anymore. I was like, it's probably still somewhere. Wow. I was I started it and I was like this wow. is terrible. I hate this. I'm done. Let's let's never speak of this again. This was a mistake. And am I also right in remembering that the the enemies um don't stay dead uh unless you burn them or something like that? That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you have flammable bullets or liquids that you can shoot at them um in order to actually like put them down um otherwise they just keep coming in and looking at the achievements all of the enemies have a z in their name which makes them sound much more rad they're humans (laughs) and rats (laughs) and vampires yeah that's a very 90s uh, approach yeah that's just what the franchise was prior as well i don't know it just makes it i just wanted to note it because it looked rad (laughs) because we're a bunch of cool cats yeah, it's like the it's like the trend of like every piece of technology. If you put I in front of it, that makes it super cool, hip, modern, trendy. <laughs> I'm looking uh, at true achievements for Alone in the Dark, and I'm noticing that the Alone in the Dark we're talking about is listed as Alone in the Dark 2008. I wasn't aware there was another one on the horizon. Uh, I don't know why it is because it's the only one in the series. <laughs> it looks like, or at least it's being no, tracked it's, right now. If you okay. click. Click on the new. Oh, there's If you click one. on the game page on TA, it just says to be announced they, for Xbox Series X. Literally just. Uh, they've literally just announced it. Have you not heard the news? No, I've just no, been alone no. in this. I'm kind of in the dark. So hang on. It has literally just been announced five hours ago. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a complete wow. coincidence me picking this game and this this coming out. But uh, yes, they THQ Nordic who bought the rights to the um, mm-hmm. the franchise. Um, have literally just announced a reboot for modern consoles of the genre. Uh, and the trailer actually looks decent, and it, it looks like it goes back to that kind of classic survival horror route. Um, so I'm actually now looking forward to this uh, after having played that single one game and then saying, well, I'm never playing any of these. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. I, I mean, I will definitely give it another try. Like I, like I say, I wasn't as cold on the game as a lot of folks are. So I, uh, yeah, that's suddenly on my radar as of three minutes. The bar's ago. not high, so I will. I can. I can try it. We'll see what happens. 
<laughs> we'll see how it gets released and all that too, for sure. I feel like I'm being unkind as well because ultimately we're talking about games that we don't hate here. We're talking about games that like the ones we kind of mentioned are ones that maybe just aren't ones we particularly like in the genres that we like or you know that they're they're okay but they've got bugs and they've got glitches that kind of pull them down and alone in the dark i I give it points for kind of atmosphere and 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 trying something quite unusual for it to be this like survival horror but in a big open world space like that because traditionally they take place in like a hospital or a, you know an apartment building silent hill mm-hmm. obviously has you roaming the streets but it's usually just to get from one large building to another whereas alone in the dark you know roaming the streets or driving around the streets is a little bit more of a core component uh, you know i give it points for that it just it just was a game a game that had a lot of ideas i think just none of them were particularly well implemented i think that's fair so uh, my other uh, number two that I'm going to talk about is a game that we have talked about in the past. It was a big uh, game for Achievement Hunting 101. I'd say, was it two years ago now when this was a thing? Yeah, May 2020. Already? I think. Crazy. Mm, yeah, yeah. So uh, back in May 2020, the Achievement Hunting 101 community uh, got behind um, a little open world uh, shooter game called Daisy or Day Z to us uh, Brits, and uh, this is a, a completely multiplayer kind of MMO type game in which you get landed in some like far e- like e- like Russian Eastern European forest and and towns uh, that have been overrun by zombies, um, and it is a completely aimless game. Uh, as in there's no story mm-hmm. behind it. it it's a survival game basically um but it has this multiplayer aspect where you can um survive with or against each other and what made it special for our community was that you could create private servers and on those private servers you could manipulate uh, the configuration of those servers uh in order to help you, you or hinder you uh, and I, and in our case it was to <laughs> get the completion as as quickly and easily as possible uh and we have talked about this before um on the podcast um well, two years ago when it was relevant but uh I noticed actually I wasn't alone in in rating days a, a, a two. Uh, quite a few people that I looked at uh, who got those completions around the same time as us also gave it a two, and I, I feel like it sits around there because it's a game with a lot of potential uh, and a lot of ideas. Again, like oh, big open world survival game, but then the zombies, and that kind of all sounds like it could work, but then so many of the mechanics are just so like over designed and really badly implemented and i feel like like for for example you're supposed to roam around the cities and and find things for your survival uh and you can find obviously guns and ammunition and supplies um but more often than not you will be walking from house to house and all you will find is the same pair of capri pants yeah, they're very popular. Nice, <laughs> they're very popular. Or, yes. or, or, or caps or, or vests or shirts. And it's like, okay, I get it. You know, clothes are a thing as well. But, you know, I shouldn't be spending hours of my time finding basically nothing of value. And then finally you discover a gun. But then you realize that there's no ammunition for that gun. And then when you do find the ammunition for that gun, 
you realize you haven't got a magazine for the gun <laughs> to put the ammunition in, to put mm-hmm. in the magazine, to put in the gun. Yeah. Uh, and then when you do all of those things and you find all of those, the things that will allow you to actually shoot the gun, actually the mechanics of loading it and getting it into your hand and then reloading it is so cumbersome. It's obviously made worse on a controller because it's lots of different menus and things like that. Um, but they just did not optimize any of the inventory management systems f- for console. Uh, it's just a very unpleasant experience to try and, and, and deal with that situation. Uh, and that, that's kind of the main the main reason behind, I think, that low rating is just like they could have streamlined the experience and made it more fun. But they put so many things in the way. Uh, and I, I do find this in general with survival games and it's why I probably tend to rate them a bit lower anyway because I think that a lot of these survival games don't carry across to Xbox very well and a lot aren't optimized and you get you know this death by menu uh, approach um, and mm-hmm. Dezo is definitely guilty of that but I also rate it higher than I maybe could have done because of the fun we had uh, as a community getting that completion uh, and those at the server. So that's kind of why I, mm-hmm. I have fondness for it. You're, you're nicer than I am. <laughs> I think I probably would have rated it higher because I had fun with our group, but it wouldn't be a reflection of the game. I think the other deal with it, and, and this could just be me, but like when we're playing games, we kind of want to know what the point is. And just generally, if you're looking at, the, I know the point is to survive, but there doesn't seem to be any like reward that we saw. Now we we did not play the game necessarily the way it was intended to be played because we were playing on a server that was manipulated to make the achievements as easy as possible. But I have no idea what I was trying to do anyway, like other than just survive. And in terms of playing a game, there's usually a win condition, mm-hmm. and and I don't think that was like clearly expressed in any way and that that definitely harms the game overall in terms of takeaway in my opinion yeah uh, absolutely that i found it i found it just completely aimless um there's there's no objective whatsoever and even in the multiplayer situation you kind of think well okay maybe let's uh, get a group together and try and survive as a group together uh, but the game doesn't kind of set you up in a way that allows you to do that very well so what you end up doing is you end up spawning on literally the opposite side of the map (laughs) and it could take you hours to find each other and in that time you are almost definitely going to die i know a couple of times i actually tried playing it legitimately with my friend lego head and we load in and we'd like okay where are you okay figure it out where are you look at the maps look at look at you know look at where the road literally the road signs <laughs> to figure out where you are oh, okay well we're literally on the other side of the map and i would run to find him it would take about half an hour 40 minutes and then by the time i met him i uh, basically starved to death <laughs> and it was like, okay great game over that was that was fun yeah because i i found that every time in that game would be like oh you ran too much now you don't have any shoes because your shoes have degraded instantaneously well now you don't have any Mm -hmm. shoes so you caught the cold and you died all in the span of yeah i don't know 20 minutes i remember playing it with waka and it would start raining and waka would be like get inside get inside now we'd be like why and he'd be like you were gonna catch pneumonia you're gonna die (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) oh great like daisy just the act of existing like i think the one that everyone takes the longest on is for shaving your face because the act of existing is dangerous in in daisy (laughs) like you'll just 
I, I was not a fan of the, mm-hmm. the overly menuing. And there's a lot of times where I'm just like, I and mean, especially with the aspect of community where I'm just like, is this because I'm just playing this with my friends and my friends are really fun because my friends are all fives out of five. But like <laughs> if you bring them into anything, is that going to make it fun? Does that excuse the fact that this wasn't a good time? <laughs> Do we just well i'm I'm finding that exact experience with my uh weekly seriously attempt for gears it's like you know i'm not a big fan of gears anyway but the the grinding to seriously is not a five-star experience yeah <laughs> but uh i'm enjoying the social aspect so it is for sure you're like bonded with those people for life once you get through it and, and yeah is that is that what you know is that what you're rating and you know is is that a factor in it? Because sometimes I try to divorce myself from like, oh, well, we had fun at this in, in a co-op sense. Because like, I think there's a lot of games that like I'll have fun with, even if it's absolutely terrible, because it's just, you know, mm-hmm. my friend and I will make the best of a bad situation. Well, and we, we had that last uh, in our last episode where I had <laughs> overrated uh, Total Reliable Delivery Service um, because <laughs> objectively it was a bad game, but I had actually enjoyed myself playing it with my friends mm-hmm. uh, so I, i'd given mm-hmm. it a higher rating just for that experience which i've now corrected <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of hard to remain objective because yeah i've had some great times playing daisy but i hate daisy <laughs> i've had some like hilarious times flipping people off as they're trying to sniper us from that there's pictures you can ask <laughs> i mean i never would have played daisy without the group right like it's not a game mm-hmm. that ever it has no nothing of interest to me in terms of the way I would normally play games anyway. So it's hard to review a game like that, right? Because it's like, I'm literally just here for the achievements. So I'm not really paying attention to what the intention of the game was. But it it just had this sort of unfinished quality to it. Like like you said earlier on, Chewy, it had a lot of interesting ideas and stuff it was going for. But it just felt like they attempted to execute them. But you know, thought of another seven ideas somewhere along the way, and instead of finishing the one they were working on, half implemented another seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly the the feeling I get from it, and the, and I think it's a just still going. I think it's a still growing game, uh, and I think they just mm-hmm. keep adding to it uh, without actually refining it in any way, polishing it. Right, that's exactly the term. There's a there's a lack of refinement to it throughout. Fantastic. Okay, well, thanks for sharing your twos with me, uh, guys. Let's <laughs> move on and talk about some of our community twos. Uh, so I pulled out, uh, as always, um, from our staff and patrons, uh, the games that they had rated, and uh, in this case, all of the 2.0s. And there's a common theme, like with the 0.5s up, uh, a lot of the zits and rats make make appearances at this level, uh, which I imagine as we start moving into to three territory is going to start dropping off significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I did also notice quite a few artifacts Mondays were starting to slip in at this at this level, um, which I think is kind of fair because unless you're a big fan of those games, you know, especially if you've played a few of them, they are going to start feeling quite samey. Uh, so I can imagine you saying, you know, this isn't great um this isn't for me uh, i think personally i tend to rate them a bit higher than a two but i can see why people people put them there i also found uh, interestingly um quite a few people rated uh, the doodle god games uh, at this level as well and i can also kind of see that too because they're not kind of they're not real games <laughs> um, the completion's terrible too it's just not a yeah it's not fun to do the completion but they are kind of they are 
they are that thing, right? So it's like they're a bit more polished and they're a bit more refined than a lot of the kind of shovelware stuff. So I can see why people would think it's not worth a 1 or 1.5, but but they aren't great games. Uh, ultimately, they are very repetitive and, and kind of tedious after a while. So yeah, did did you guys want to call out anyone in particular in the list? I think I think I know Michelle has one in particular. She's probably uh, <laughs> seething at. I have at least one, at least one, <laughs> and and I think I understand the why because uh, I, as we mentioned, as I mentioned before, we do kind of chat a little bit beforehand, and it's Aniko Montoya, who I feel like I've picked on before, uh, giving mm-hmm. one versus one hundred a two. And my immediate thought when I saw that is he's a completionist and he probably didn't complete it. And that bears out. He has three out of the 12 achievements and they were all earned in the same day. Because Anigo likes puzzles. I know the trivia is not quite the same as puzzles, but he definitely likes puzzles. And and 1 versus 100 was like the most perfect implementation of a multiplayer, casual, accessible to everybody kind of game. Like, universally when people ask about franchises that need to be brought back one versus 100 is is spoken about glowingly and i can only think that this just has to do with it's a non-completable game on his tag and he's got like almost a 99 percent completion so i can understand that and whether or not it's fair to rate a game based on its completability is a whole other discussion but uh, that that one hurt that that really hurts to see mm. I feel like um, we've picked on him as well before for his controversial ratings, but Sabin Rothschild yet again um, gave us a couple of interesting ones. So he gave twos to the Star Wars Force Unleashed 1 and 2, Prototype, Near, Monkey Island, and Forza Horizon 3. Um, all of which I think would raise a few I can see the, eyebrows. I can see the Force Awakened, or the Force Unleashed. Uh, one and two. Yeah, I mean they're not okay. I, I, you know, as Star Wars fan, I'm the first to admit they're not the best games in the world. But you know, they're f- they're fun. They're not broken. They're fine. But actually, um, but- Mental Knight gave the first one a two as well. So he's with he's with Saber on on that rating. But Forza Horizon Three, that one's a that one's a baller. That one's a great one. Mm. And Monkey Island is a <laughs> yeah, be interesting. Yeah. It, 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 I can imagine with Forza, it could be that, as with any Forza game, that you get to the point, the tipping point where it's fun, and then suddenly it's like you see what you've got ahead of you. Uh, I think the second one is the worst for that, uh, but three, I think, is still quite a grind, uh, and I can imagine you kind of your enjoyment ebbing away as you if you if you're going for the completion in particular. And I'm curious with regard to prototype being on that list because the prototype's not a, mm-hmm. a five-star game I, I wouldn't argue that but i feel like it is one of those games where if you played it more recently you probably don't like it as much as if you as you would have if you played it when it was new because i i really enjoyed prototype but i can totally see sitting here now talking about this as we're recording this why somebody who picked it up today might not feel as favorable about it as i felt when i played it closer to launch so I'm I'm curious about that one in particular. Mm. I like Prototype. I thought it was great. I like Prototype. I like Prototype two more, but I like Prototype. I'm gonna call it KT Echo, and putting Halo three ODST and Halo four. Uh, Halo four I can kind of see. Never Ooh. was a Halo four man. ODST slaps. I've always liked ODST. Uh, I think that uh, it's different. Um, but it is more Halo. It is still more Halo, and I, I've always really enjoyed it. Yeah, and for me, 
more Halo is not necessarily a good thing because I'm not the biggest Halo fan. And ODST, I struggled with because um, so one thing, one criticism I can level at Halo is that the maps, uh, the levels are rather sprawling and easy to get yourself turned around in. Mm-hmm. Sure. Checkpointing isn't very good in, in like you know where, where you're supposed to be going uh, and what you're supposed to be doing, and, and there's a lot, often some a lot of backtracking. And in the city levels in ODST, I particularly found that even more so than than the kind of standalone levels uh, where, you know, I would have no idea where I was supposed to be going in that city. uh, And the map was not helpful. ODST, I I have a sort of love-hate relationship with because of the Endure achievement. It's another Mm. one of those achievements that's so difficult to get, but when you do... Like that's it's one of the ones you remember, and and mm-hmm. so like I I have a fondness for ODST. I did mm, enjoy yeah. it. I can but attest to that. There was a long period where if you had asked me about it, I would be like, ah, oh, ODST. Like we tried weeks and weeks and weeks to get this stupid achievement, and I'm so tired of this game, and I hate it. So uh, that wouldn't have been fair, but that would have been honest at the time. Mm. Uh, Wild West 08 also had a few controversial ones. Um, I think Battlefield Hardline. I don't know the battlefield series myself personally but uh you know it's, it's a main triple a game so interesting I-, I wondered if hardline it was because of that um controversial dlc that they released where it went from an actually relatively easy completion to probably one of the worst ones on the console uh with the like r- r- thousands and thousands of kills that you needed with different classes i think or weapons um yeah but, but maybe more controversially he's got guitar hero 3 on there uh assassin's creed unity assassin's creed 3 and gears 4 all at a two i can see those last couple uh unity especially depending on when you played it was a Mm. mess uh and i've I've never really cared for assassin's creed 3 if we're honest with one another and uh, gears 4 same thing i just i didn't really care for gears 4 as much as i did the others guitar hero 3 though that game slaps Love some Guitar Hero 3. See, I I think the argument, though, with, like... And, and this is where ratings always get difficult, right? Like, I don't like Assassin's Creed 3 either, to the point where I've tried it multiple times and can never make it more than an hour into the game. But I also don't feel like I can really review it, because I've only played an hour of the game. So it's just sort of like, it falls in that, you know, no rating, because I, I couldn't really get through enough of it. Uh, Gears 4, I, I functionally, to me, it's, it's more than a 2. Like, just because... It, it does what it's supposed to do. It does it at a high enough level, but the achievement list is terrible. So, you know, depending on what you're rating it for, that's that's I, gonna. I think as a follow up for the, for those first four gears games, because I, I count judgment and uh, I I think it's just a bit of a letdown, especially for me if I was to rate it. I don't know if I've rated gears four, but just coming off of going through all four of them kind of quick with uh, with Heizo and the gang. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of taking away some of the features that they had, like not having four-player co-op for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. And just feeling like a new generation Gears game with, like, your Doink the Clown Gears. I, I just didn't like it. I, I, it just felt like a disappointment, and it's the disappointment I felt that gives it a two. Well, I feel like that's another thing, too. And, again, it depends on, on your takeaways, but it's the first game setting up a new trilogy. And I, I think most people will say that 5 was a significant improvement in a lot of ways. And it may be the case when you look at 4, 5, 6 in a totality, 
you feel less of that coolness towards four because of what it was attempting to set up or do because I agree like the the characters in the first three gears games were so great in my opinion and then four like the best chapter in four was the last one because you know you get more of the old guys which doesn't speak well for the new guys but but five set up a lot more which made me feel better about the characters they established in four so it may be something where a revisit might change one's mind i'm not saying it would change yours but uh it it would be interesting to see how that works because obviously when you play something impacts your rating as much as the game itself i get that and i haven't played through all five yet so i don't know where it all goes to uh lego head uh obviously also makes a return so in our previous episodes we've talked about how he uh, does not like the telltale formula and gave most of their games low 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 ratings ones 1.5s and now in our two uh, episode we have his favorite telltale games tales from the borderlands and wolf among (laughs) us so for them they are the pinnacle of telltale but they are still just a two (laughs) tales from the borderlands is really good though oh wow yeah, I, I, you know, okay, he just hates that formula here. It's the style of game. It's not, it's not for him at all. So for these to be the best ones for him, I guess, kind of lines up to what people say are the best ones for them, too, a lot of the time. Uh, it's just that mm-hmm. most other people would probably rate them a bit higher. Interestingly, he also put Procession to Calvary at a two, which I know is quite well received, but I think it's for similar reasons. I think, I think it has a similar kind of uh, vibe about it that, that just doesn't jive with him. And on the topic of Telltale Games, Waka put uh, Walking Dead Michonne as a two, which is, I, I like that one, probably because it's so short, yeah. but I've, I've had to do it several times. <laughs> so, uh, he also put Banjo-Tooie, which I can also see. I can, I can see where someone would put Banjo-Tooie as a two. E. That's interesting because I have I, Tui keeps coming up for me as a game to play. RTDL, BCM, different things have kind of tried to get me to go to it. I only re- relatively recently did the first one, having never done any of them in the past. Uh, and for some reason, I keep putting it off. And now I'm thinking maybe that was a good idea. I Coming back to Banjo-Kazooie, <laughs> felt it was kind of dated. So that was just me. Mm. So that I, I could see where someone would play Banjo Tooie, maybe if they hadn't played the N sixty four one and thought, yeah, this doesn't this it wasn't as graceful uh, in the time since nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> I also wanted to point out Erutaerk who gave Darksiders a two point I feel like that's uh, a little harsh. Darksiders I thought was pretty good, um, and I think that's kind of generally it reviews pretty well. So I'm, I'm, it's another one where I'm curious uh, where that fell. Uh, he also gave Rockstar Table Tennis a two tracks and Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, but I can't really speak to those. But definitely Darksiders is surprising I to can me. see why pe- where someone would absolutely hate Five Nights at Freddy's as a series. I, those are games that are, I think are... You're, you're either... There's no middle ground. There's no like... You're either going to like strongly be like, yeah, I like what this is doing, or no, this is really dumb and I hate mm-hmm. it. 
that series actually cropped up a few times on the on the 2.0 scale and i did wonder if for some people as well they had played them because at least when they released they were known exploit games with uh -hmm. easy completions with an exploit which i can see people jumping on for various i mean score and contests uh whilst having no interest or no desire to play the game if that didn't exist i wouldn't have done it otherwise yeah so similarly, uh, we've got Hatton here as well, who gave Watch Dogs a, a two. I know it's not the most popular open world game, but I think it's pretty okay, Watch Dogs. I, you know, it does what it wants to do, um, but maybe it, it fell short of expectations, I think, as well, was, was a problem with Watch Dogs. Um, they, mm-hmm. they hyped it, and it didn't quite deliver on that, um, on, the, on, on what it was promising. And I know it's a hot topic at the moment, and I think it's been discussed quite heavily, but we all know that Fufu is not a fan of Power Wash Simulator, uh, and he gave it a two, <laughs> and he is clearly wrong. I'm, I'm glad that he was able to come clean about it, though. Oh, man. And then I'll, I'm going to call out one last one. I'm going to call out Chip with Skate 3. I love the Skate games. I thought 3 was just as good. So, I don't know. Don't know why... I. It's been years since I've played it. It's on my RTDL this month, so I will see about coming back to it, but just interesting. If you forced me at gunpoint to rate Skate and Skate 3, I would probably also give them twos. I dove both of them. I never played them originally at the time. I only dove them last year when we were doing skateboarding games as a, as a challenge, and I could not figure out the control scheme it's it, it broke it broke my brain <laughs> like i'm so used to tony hawks and how simple it is and easy to pull off combos without really trying very hard and i i and i tried a few times like i've come back to it a couple of times since then and i just cannot do it i cannot stay on the board <laughs> i just i just don't know how it works and for that reason i i kind of would rate it low because i don't get it and i can't figure it out i and i want to it. i want to because I, I i want to like i know how well loved they are i just need to, i need it to click in my head and I, I haven't got to that point yeah it's just uh it is a very unique and for people who haven't played it and unlike tony hawk where you hit like a direction and a button to like over x for a kickflip in skate the right stick mimics what you do with your with the with your feet so down and up is how you so if you do it down and up on the right stick that does an ollie and then you can maneuver the stick such to do specific tricks so you can do down and up and then mm-hmm. flick it into the right and that'll be a kick flip or a heel flip depending on the orientation of your skater it sounds much more complicated than it is uh it's just a lot of mm-hmm. like skate is a skateboarding game for people who like fighting games because the button combinations and I, I would say that the button combinations and stuff kind of came a little bit more natural because I was like, oh, well, this is a dragon punch motion or this is a Hadouken. If you do a Hadouken with the board, that's how you do this move. And that's kind of how I thought of it. And it's it's just a different thing than like a Tony Hawk. But I really once it clicks, it clicks really, really well. And you can do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I think I, think I just I'm just need to give it the time to get to that point. I, I remember there was a challenge quite early on where it was just like, oh, grind this thing. And it should have been easy and should just scale up to it, jump, grind, jump off it again. And I spent about half an hour just like smashing my ankles and my shins into into it <laughs> and never actually 
like landing the grind and i was like it shouldn't be this hard to do something that should be like in tony hawks i just press jump and and y (laughs) and i'm I'm grinding that's it (sighs) yep this one's uh it's intense but it's rewarding so you get you get it back so Okay, I think that probably covers everything we want to highlight. Uh, There's obviously a lot more that we could cover, um, but that wraps it up nicely. So thanks, guys, for joining me as we discussed our our number twos. Mm -hmm. I hope you found them uh, rewarding. Uh, And next time we'll be discussing our 2.5s. So that's the kind of, like Michelle was saying uh, at the top of the show, that's kind of right in the middle. So that is our halfway point, uh, which is pretty exciting. Heck yeah. Uh, so, as always, I have been Chewy on Ice. I'm Vulgar Latin. And I'm Matrark. And we are the Master Raters. Mm-hmm.